Raiders of Teferi's Puzzle Box is rated M for mature audiences only. It may contain nudity, sexual situations, strong language, and monsters that will eat you. The thoughts and opinions stated by Sam, Josh, and Clarence are their own and in no way reflect MTG cast, Wizards of the Coast, Hasbro, or our mom who tried really hard to teach us the right things to do and say. The following impressions left by Raiders can be helped by strong antipsychotic meds and therapy. Do not swim for up to two hours after listening to Raiders of Teferi's Puzzle Box. Previously on Raiders of Teferi's Puzzle Box. I'm not going to need any of that shit because I'm playing mono red for the rest of my life. <laughs> Forever and ever. I guess they keep coming back, so these monkeys spawn my eyes and shit, and they're all laughing. And they finally get all the monkeys off me, I'm fucking bleeding and got like monkey scratches all over me. And so they have like the monkey guy coming. He's like, yeah, you probably need to go get a tetanus shot and all that. So after being accosted by the monkeys, I got to go to the doctor and get a fucking tetanus shot. It was one of the worst days of my entire life, and everybody laughed at me. <laughs> no more, and this truck just comes whipping around the corner. Literally, I've never seen anything like this. Hits, runs directly into this little girl, like broadside her. She was just turned and broadside the little girl, and she rolled like six, seven times on this bike. This girl had to have been like four years old. And I stood there. I was maybe ten yards away as this happened. And, uh, and I was just so shocked. I was kind of like... Scared. I had no idea what to do. The truck sat there for a seat. I don't know if someone got out running for the little girl. There was nothing else but little other little kids around. No one really saw it. It happened right before their eyes like I did. And... Uh, Basically, I don't know how fast the truck is going, but this, right as the lady who was driving, because it was obviously a woman driving, uh, <laughs> driving the truck, uh, ran up to the girl. The girl just got up, got on her bike, and just paddled home. She didn't have a helmet, guards on her or anything. Injuries, she later died. Maybe, reasons. maybe. I just remember, I was so shocked and appalled, I don't remember going home, because I was just like, oh my god, she just got up and walked away from that. Hey, wait to check on her, buddy. I, I, like I said, I was probably, okay, I didn't say how old I was. You said 14 to 16. I was like 14 At to 17, point, I did a lot of skating. I was probably 15. Not I was probably 15. <laughs> oh, by the way, you're an asshole. Asshole? Something instinctual they were doing, like I'm fucking hungry. It depends what what form. Marvel zombies does a good job with this. Like when Wolverine's like sneaking his fuckers fly out his arms, he's like son of a bitch. (laughs) You ever never read it? Uh huh. In Marvel zombies, when Wolverine's turned, he goes to shlink shlink what he does, you know, like sing sing, and he gets the first one good, and he's like. And he goes flying off, rips out his arm, and he's like, what the fuck? They can go fast and talk and stuff on there, though. They, they yeah, they have coherent thought. They gotta be totally dumb. They're just evil. Anyway, welcome Twilight to uh, episode 21. Hi, it's episode 21. 22, 22. Episode 22. Oh, wow. Yeah. Yay! We're talking about fast zombies and vampires that walk around in sunlight. Yay. And movies that have put this to shame. 
Interview with a Vampire. Oh, that no, was a good one. What's the, what's the uh, reason for not being able to walk in the sunlight? Like what? Like just no. Because no, Tim, you can't. because Tim says no. Apparently, <laughs> because that was the whole idea. Tim wants to no, do. because okay, Tim. What is the lore? Why you were saying like you prefer? It's because them they have no to... soul. And they can't be in the light. That was it. It's the whole. So it's kind of vague. It's like talking about. The I know, force. but all religion is vague, and that's well, where you should say they were cursed. Talking about the force. They're not God's people. George Lucas, like, right? God did not invent vampires, therefore he cannot enjoy they're the creation. They're soulless. They're yeah. they're demons spawn, and they can't be out in some. So you're saying God did not create the moon, Sam? No. Yeah, that's where he's blasphemy. <laughs> no, God didn't create the moon. The moon's made of cheese or hot dogs, depending on who you ask. And there's a man on it with a fishing pole. That's right. <laughs> he says DreamWorks all the time, <laughs> and balloons come <laughs> only when kids are. That's what I dream. Oh, introductions. <laughs> um, I'm Josh. Hey, I'm Sam. I'm grape flavored. I'm Matt. And I'm Tim, and today is my birthday. Is it really your birthday? Motherfucker. It's I knew it was this month. <laughs> my birthday for 45 more minutes. I had no idea. I knew it was this month, and I knew it was sometime. I just... So there. Happy vampires birthday. can't Happy be birthday. in sunlight. Today. Right. On my birthday. I'll give it to you. <laughs> and just like the Lost Boys, you have to invite them inside before they can come in. So why? What's the reasoning behind that, Tim? Because you have to invite evil spirits into your house. And they're, even oh, though they so have souls, no souls, they're considered <laughs> evil. I knew you were going with that because I said spirits, but... So why, uh, why? You have to allow evil into your. Why the stake to the heart? I have no idea. <laughs> that one. Well, you came up with other bullshit. I just Come want on. Them to be burned. That's it. And like, stake through the heart would be pointless because I have no heart. So, but the the History Channel, the reason why the stake through the heart, um, when they would um, exhume people, their skin would fade back and it'd make their nails longer and their hair longer. So they thought they were living, and so they thought if you put a stake through their heart, you would officially. They would not be able to come yeah, to Yeah, kill them. That's the derivative of it? Yeah, that's where the state comes from. Hey, so what have you guys done that's crazy on your birthday? What's the craziest birthday you've had? We'll start with you since it's yours, man. Uh, craziest birthday I had was when I turned 21. Sure. I was in the Army. Mm-hmm. I was on Fort Sill. I had a bunch of Army buddies out, and my dad came down. He's like, you're 21, we're going to celebrate, and... Needless to say, Dad bought drinks all night. Other people were buying drinks all night. Because when you're on an army post, if you say it's your birthday, and it was, but everybody, like, all right, we're buying. You're buying. I'm not obligated. And it was karaoke, does. and my dad was singing karaoke. Oh, I would love to see that. And it and it got to the point where my dad and I were puking in urinals <laughs> together. <laughs> we were high fiving. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, like so drunk. And then he, my mom, got him home, and. He slept on the floor, and I ended up. Nancy says I slept on my forehead like I was sitting Indian style and fell over. And I just said, "No, leave me," and I just went to sleep like that. And, that was just, and I don't remember a whole Your lot. Your back and neck hurt a little the next oh, day. Yeah. Yeah. Jeez, it was really cool. It was it was an awesome twenty first birthday. Do you remember anything specific? Other than I remember coming just... out and telling my buddy he couldn't piss on the wall. I remember something. He was just standing there peeing, on, like right outside the front door of the place we were drinking. <laughs> So anybody could see him, and I can remember, you can't do that, and that's all I really remember. Mm, nice. It was hot. It was fun. Was your dad ever in the military? Mm-mm. Okay, I wasn't sure. What about you, Matt? Um, I'm pretty lame and really never did anything crazy on my birthday. Really? Yeah. Huh. 21st? No. I don't even think I drank. I, I don't even remember my 21st birthday, and not because I got so drunk I don't remember it. Probably just because I sat around, ate a couple pieces of cake. 
played a little bit of video games. And well, do you celebrate birthdays? Myself to sleep. Yes. You do celebrate them though. Like yes. I didn't do. I didn't do anything. I don't do anything on my birthday. Most of the time, I don't. That's true. Hmm. I've seen you not do anything. Bypass your birthday every single oh. year. And, and by celebrate, I mean like my friends will make me a cake, and then we'll eat it and watch some movies, and then I'll open a couple gifts and just hang out. That's it. I don't really go out. Or when is your birthday? Uh, January twentieth. We're gonna 20th. change it January. Birthday party for me. I'm calling it. Down. <laughs> I don't remember. You don't remember any specific birthday? Well, I remember, like, events that we used to celebrate and whatnot, but I don't rem- I can't distinguish one as my birthday between all of them. <laughs> do, you have, one, I got, do you have a favorite childhood birthday memory party? I had a swimming. surprise birthday on my eighth birthday, and that, and that really you got me. Remember and I remember it very well, yeah. Because, like, they worked hard to get me. Like, I got out of school and my mom took me somewhere, and it was very odd that she only picked me up and not the other kids. But I remember I didn't think anything of it. I just thought, that's cool. They must be going to grandma's or something. Ah, and, fuck that. And, uh, and she took me to Brahms, and where we got some ice cream or whatever. And I thought, well, this is neat. And this was like two weeks before my birthday, so I wasn't, you know, expecting this. And then, you know, we go back to our place, and then, like, all my friends for school are there, and they jump out of nowhere, and I remember I was just shocked. But that's a surprise party, and that's really lame to talk about. Oh, so. that's cool. Oh, no, like, you remember it. I do. I remember it very well. And See, I was, I was, I was so shocked. Mom <laughs> <laughs> if you only get her to say it now. <laughs> well, I do remember a good birthday that I had, and it was... It was a good childhood one, but I'm gonna go with my 21st birthday and uh, got really, really drunk. And we live in Oklahoma, where the uh, state law says that we can't drink on Sundays. So it was a Sunday that my birthday fell on. At midnight that night, they were able to serve uh, anything over 3.2, so your hard liquor and bullshit like that. My friends came and picked me up at about 11:45. We got to the bar just enough time to get in, and things got a little hairy. I. I don't remember a lot of it. I remember taking 23 shots. Literally Jesus 23 Christ. shots. And I remember making out with some lesbian chicks. <laughs> and I remember taking in a drink called the Cement Mixer. And not and not knowing that it, they were saying Cement. And I was like, why are they calling it the Cement Mixer? <laughs> and then I found out. Because it, it, it tastes like semen. Yeah. Or it doesn't, I don't know if it tastes like semen. <laughs> because a man literally jizzed in the shot glass. <laughs> I was so drunk I didn't even notice. I took it down. <laughs> like a pro. Like, this shot comes from a spout. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry, I turned 21 on a, a Sunday, and it's Saturday on midnight's when, you know, I got taken to the bar. Anyway, and uh, so Sunday morning was the next morning I was supposed to go to church with my wife at that time, and she came over to pick me up. And I was in no condition to go to church or breathe or walk or anything <laughs> motor function wise, except for go to the bathroom and put my head into what I thought was the toilet and throw up over and over again and found out that it was my window and I puked outside like a whole lot. Yeah. You had a window mixed up with a toilet? I, I could have sworn I was puking in the toilet. He I took whatever he could. Like, I crawled back to my bed and if someone came in and said, hey, where did you just puke? I would have said the toilet. And they went, no, you puked outside. <laughs> Do you remember Jayla that we used to work with? Vaguely. Okay. She told me a story about her 21st. <laughs> I was you there. Want... Oh, where she peed in the drawer? <laughs> I was there. <laughs> she, yeah, she, she got, got up really the... drunk, and she passed out, and then she got up, pulled out uh, my dresser drawer, 
And she crouched over it like it was a urinal and peed in it. Hot. Then she flushed it and went back bit. to bed. No, no, no. <laughs> right about then is where I walked in. I was like, what the fuck are you doing? Uh, she's peeing. That's not my face. Pee, shut the door. <laughs> I'm going I paid you for the pee in the face. <laughs> I was like, what? go and pee, shut the door, you know? And uh, so that was it. So guys, what was the uh, most entertaining thing you did or watched or something this week? <laughs> or something this week. Want to start with me? Sure. Uh, well, Jesus Christ. Uh, what did I watch this you week? You watched Jesus Holy Christ? Crap. Matt, you start because I had one and I want to remember it. <laughs> Thanks, Dick. Um, actually, today I was just hanging out, watching a little TV, flipping through the channels, and uh, there was a show on MTV I'd never seen before called The World of Janks. Jenks, J E N K S. Seems okay. like the kind of show I would normally think was douchey and wouldn't watch it or whatever. But I guess just this dude, and he goes around and he lives with uh, these different people for a week. And the first show that I saw, he uh, stays with this this autistic kid for a week. Stays with him and his family, and he goes and does things with them and kind of gets to know them and see what their life is like. And he's just kind of narrating it and. I guess he does different people every week, and then uh, I guess the first episode he was with this rapper guy, and then next week, well, I guess tonight, which I missed it, but I DVR'd it. He's uh, supposed to stay with this homeless girl, like in uh, San Francisco, and I just thought it was really Skid neat. <laughs> I just just I thought it was really neat, just him, you know, getting to know all these you know people. You see people every day, and just you think, you know, you make assumptions based Point on, on their life and. Um, no, you don't point at him. Oh, oh, yeah. no. <laughs> you talk about him in a loud whisper behind their back. But um, actually right. getting to know him and you know, talking to him. And, I don't know, I just thought I just thought it was really neat. And it kind of just makes you think about just people you see out on the streets. So, you know, everybody has their own story and whatnot. And I really enjoyed it, and I will be DVRing it from now on. So. That sounds cool, actually. I like that. You think that's going to make a difference? Nah. Okay. Sure. I'm going with my. Uh, usually, I, I watch football weekend, and so I got two because I had football last week. So I'll do football. Notre Dame, Michigan State, overtime. Instead of kicking the field goal, throws a touchdown. It was awesome. Michigan State, and uh, the guy had a heart attack. Yeah. Did you see that? Yeah. He had a heart attack after he didn't. He knew something what? was wrong. Why are you laughing, Tim? <laughs> I know. I just, <laughs> he had a heart attack. It wasn't me. I think a lot of things are funny. But, uh, yeah, I think he crapped his pants too. <laughs> it's all, it's always I funny when you survive children. it. <laughs> when you don't survive it, it's not so funny. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. It's just the humor. It's one of those things. Hi, you had a heart attack. If someone gets hurt and you like, if they walk away, it's funny. I don't think a heart attack is necessarily not, falls in that category. This is why. Because my second entertaining uh, thing is Tosh.0. I watched, I watched it too. I watched considerably <laughs> way too much Tosh.0 and that's what he does. Horrible things happen and you laugh at him. I mean, he always... <laughs> what is put, this? Oh, I'm, dude. I'm just going to throw this out there. Everybody loves Tosh.0. I find him unfunny. The jokes that he makes unfunny and I want to slap him every that, time that, I find that, him that's on okay. Tosh.0. Really Three out of four ain't bad. <laughs> I'm... Oblivious. All three of you guys know what this is. Is it? A, it's a show. He yes. does a lot of YouTube videos, and he's got like web redemption. But really, he—I don't know how good he was really as a stand-up comic. But the fact so, that he's using these Yahoo videos or YouTube like YouTube videos <laughs> and showing people doing just absurd shit and then making funny jokes about it, like okay, he started the show. That I call I'm it like of. the soup for the web. 
Right. What? It starts off, there's this guy at a Russian party or something, and he's got a gun, and he's waving it around, and he gives it to his son, and you're watching the video, and he keeps making jokes, and you're just like, oh, so this So it's like TRL. This can't be good. Well, it's funny. <laughs> and the little kid turns to his dad and just shoots him right in the side. And you're like, oh. And then he stops the video, and you're like, I don't know what happened. That dude just got shot by his son. That's, what an idiot. Why would you give a six-year-old a gun in the first place? Like, <laughs> to make him look awesome. Was, there was a clip I saw where this uh, it was from Portugal, and, and this lady walked outside, and there was a video camera on her, and she was unknowing of this. And she walked up to beat a rug that she had hanging up. And uh, she walks over to the rug, and she hits it once, and a ninja falls out and runs away. <laughs> 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 okay, so I need That's to check That's viewer videos. Out. Those guys, yeah. She didn't know, but they were sitting... Yeah, like, there's some videos are funny. I don't really... Like, I'd rather see... Is it him personally? you three, like, narrating the videos. He is kind of a doucher. You've got to get over the fact that he feels a little fake and gay sometimes. Oh, yeah. Interesting. To quote Ray Williams Johnson, is a pretty cool YouTube guy. You guys should that out. Also, Mr. Orange on YouTube. Just throwing that out there. Go on. <laughs> Hey, Tosh Boy and always always. I'm going to go with the, what we just watched because it kind of blew my mind. It was. It was we cool. just watched the uh, Monday Night Football 49ers against uh, New, Orleans. New Orleans. And um, it was amazing. As a longtime 49er fan, watching them play as well as they did and almost beating the reigning Super Bowl champs. It, it means a lot. It got me hard. It means a lot. Because last week they, they lost got and you got out. hard. I did. Man, I, if you've been, I mean, just gone through the last. I saw some amazing plays for like. I have been a Niners fan with you also. We've been, you know, Dallas fans. So many Dallas fans. Years, man. Last eight years have been been suffering. (laughs) Alex Smith on the sideline. Alex Smith not on the sideline. Anyway, we won't bore you with the details. It was a really close game. The square was tied up until the last three seconds. So. And you should not have benched Vince Young. (laughs) They can't hear you. (laughs) Fisher is an asshole. The most entertaining thing I watched this week. I really want to talk about The Professional because I watched that for the first time and it's like a, you know, 15-year-old movie. 16, great. almost 17. Great movie. And it was and it was really great and I was really just uh, enthralled by it. But uh, another show that I I started watching this week and I watched the entire first season, which is still not the one I'm trying to remember, guys, but I want to mention it anyways <laughs> is Archer. Are you guys anyone you guys familiar with Archer? No idea. Books? It's. It, I don't know if it ever played on Adult Swim, but it it came. It's from the people who gave us Sea Lab and Frisky Dingo, two shows that I love and have watched on Adult Swim like religiously, and uh, and this was their next project, and it, it's all about. It's like James. It's like James Bondish because it's like this Secret Service okay, kind of deal. I remember seeing the, the previews for that, but never watching it. But the lady running it is like this old old hag that really likes to play with her vagina and her son is the head secret agent and he just he's just a huge fuck up that constantly is just fucking up and everyone's having to bail him out and it's really really funny but seriously his mom plays with her vagina all the time would you call it like inspector gadget for adults Uh, no james bond humorous mixed with like maybe some like naked gun shit I hate That's all. Inspector I hate Gadget all for adults. No, there was not a robot guy that had a flashlight on his finger. <laughs> Sounds like it was to me. <laughs> he didn't say go go gadget anything. No, but he's a super spy. What's the other one? Dragnet or something? <laughs> I'm sorry. Isn't there Dragnet? No, or Dragnet was that was like cops. That was an actual oh. show. Um, I know awesome what you're trying too. to think of. It had. Uh, 
Max, get, and they get just get smart. smart. Thank you. Get smart. Yeah. There we go. Yeah. There you go. That was a. That's a lot closer to get smart. Yeah. But the I heard about this show via the Twitter feed, and there was a. And I believe as Aaron Forsyth was talking about, if you don't watch Archer, you, you I don't know who who's making fun of people who didn't watch it. So I was like, what is Fuck Archer? So I had to go check it out, and I wanted to say thank you, who's Mr. That Forsyth. Guy? Aaron Forsyth? He's a developer on Wizards R&D. I hate him. Turns out. <laughs> on this magic podcast. He's the one who, uh, <laughs> he's the one who designed into the Royal, the card you just beat me with, pretty much. I, uh, it's coming out of my deck now. <laughs> Sweet <laughs> rematch. <laughs> uh, so yeah, there you go, Archer. So the one you can't think of must not be that good. I, I, I guess not, man. But you can catch, you can find both se- full seasons of Archer on Hulu.com for free for your view- viewing pleasure. I would just like to apologize to Mr. Forsyth officially. Um, it just kind of caught me off guard that he would make fun of people that never watched it, and I didn't. He just highly, he just highly recommended it, saying like, if you're not watching Archer, you might as well be playing with your wiener or something like that. So you, wait, I like so you kind of misrepresented. I know, right? So it's just like, why can't you do both? <laughs> God, why you can't think of that. <laughs> Dang it! Missed opportunities. So that's what we watched this week. Yeah, that was everybody. Absolutely. Let's talk about some old boy. Old boy. Old boy. Now that's interesting, isn't it? Going into our feature film for this week, uh, this last week, Matt Duplissy made a decision so to uh, have us watch Old Boy. Uh, so first, I want to ask ask you, Matt, what inspired you to have us watch Old Boy? You might have said a little something last week about it, but um, I I had seen it. I've owned it for a while. I saw. I don't even remember how I first heard about it, but every once in a while, I just like check out some foreign films, foreign action films, whatever. And I happened to. I don't know if I rented it one day or what I did, but I ended up seeing it and I just <coughs> fell in love with it. And most people that I talk to haven't heard of it. And it's true. I really think that everybody in the world should watch it because it's my favorite movie of that's, all time. That's what he said last week. Then what makes it your favorite movie of all time? Oh, uh, well, the, first, what's your second favorite movie? That's a bit rough. Um, what's the deck? What was the first one that came to mind just then? Terminator Two. Okay, in comparison. Why is Old Boy better than Terminator 2? Um, Here we go. <laughs> They're two different types of movies. That's not the point, Tim. I, I know it's weird because it's because a, because it's foreign, but the acting. Okay. I, I think the acting I, was good for the. I, I get pulled more more in emotionally to Old Boy, and you know, unfortunately, I only could watch the uh, dubbed version, and that really took me out of the acting. Really. Yeah. I had dubbed it in subtitles when I, I watched it. I couldn't find the subtitle version. Well, I had, well, I had dubbed, but his facial features... <laughs> yeah, it, it, was, it was good dubbing. It I totally zoned out, out the dubbing part. Yeah, it was good dubbing. Hmm. It's disturbing, though. It is. That's one of the reasons I really... Like, there's stuff that happens, you're like... Like, the a lot of movies don't surprise me, but there was stuff in here that I was like, holy shit. Set the movie up for us. For all, everyone who's listening who has not seen this movie, like set up probably the, like no, no, it's everyone. I was right on my statement. <laughs> the, the everyone plot. listening who has not seen this movie, the plot. Okay, it's it's uh, came out in two thousand three. Um, it's loosely based on on a manga of the same name, but uh, the guy that did it, uh, Park Chan Wook, he kind of made it his own and changed a bunch of stuff. Him and the writers and um, premise. Do what? Purpose. Set the movie up. Let's, what's going on in the movie? Um, basically, there's this guy, uh, Odesu. Um, he's out having a good time for his birthday. He gets a little drunk, a little intoxicated. Um, he ends up uh, getting just taken off the streets. He wakes up in a uh, kind of raggedy hotel room um, in prison there. He can't get out. He's never told why. 
Um, they bring him food. He can watch television. Um, he, he ends up being in there for a really long time. He'll try and kill himself. There's like and, this montage uh, of scenes where he's just yelling, Why am I in here? What's going yeah, on? No, no one says anything to him. Um, every, they'll uh, gas, If he tries to kill himself to get out of it, they'll send gas in the room and knock him out. And they do that periodically anyway. And it's value-based gas. Fo- gas is always followed by the uh, ice cream that, truck that music. sound. Yeah, yeah and you, you're, you're not sure why at first, why this is going on. But anyway, that goes on for a long time, and he's trying to trying to escape. And like I said, it's just a little montage, and he... Uh, one day he wakes up after a little gassing session on the top of this roof with so a uh, awesome. briefcase and he's got a suit on and he's like... Well, you don't know he's on top of a roof because he's surrounded by on. grass. I guess in, in Europe... Where, where the fuck? A lot Korea, of like, here they now are? they're starting to do it. It's called green buildings. But. Okay, on top of the rooftops there's grass. And, and, and that's that's the problem. That kind of, that's the initial kind of first act, if you would... Of the, of he, the he was locked up for fifteen, 15 years. Fourteen years. years. Well, you know, he just never made that last mark. He yeah. he said fifteen years, but he was like he was making little tat, like a tattoo of tally marks on his arm to keep track of the years. And they and also distract you with the fact that he was digging a hole. I thought he was going to get out. Yeah, he kept he, he saved it. They uh, they would take the chopstick. They always gave him these uh, dumplings, and they'd always take the chopsticks out. And uh, one day the restaurant accidentally put an extra chopstick in there, and he used it to uh, start carving away at the brick in the uh, the mortar in the room to uh, escape. And you're like, oh, he's gonna get out, you know? And that's funny when he says, "All I can think of is the guy next to me is eating with one chopstick." <laughs> <laughs> I really uh, Ode Sue. Yeah, that, that guy does a fantastic job for me. He that's so intense looking. If, like I said before, I don't necessarily like the story. One hundred percent, but I really did like him. I you like are leaving out a big part of the uh, and ga- like the capturement is the uh, the shadow boxing that he does. Yeah, he he he's, uh, he's really training. bored. He starts kind of training shadow boxing, hitting the walls in his room to toughen up his his knucks. It makes it yeah, where he could throw a hell of a punch. Yeah. At yeah. first, though, Should... when he's in the when he's in the police station, he looks kind of like just everyday nerdy yeah, Asian looked, guy. Yeah. But when he's overweight businessman, overweight, overweight. Yeah. he looks pretty. I don't know. He just it, it just he sold he sold the movie and, for me. And when he gets out, he's actually when he wakes up on the rooftop, there's a guy that's going to kill himself. <laughs> yeah, and, he, and he saves him. That's how the like, movie opens, actually. Yeah, and and he saves him, and uh, he's like, like "Will okay. you listen to my story?" Because yeah, he hasn't seen anybody else, and he hasn't had any human contact in fifteen, in 15 years. years. So he's like, "You need to listen to my story." So he tells him. And then the guy's like, okay. And that's, that's when it, he recounts being in prison. He's like, you need to listen to mine. And he just walks off. Goes down, goes down the elevator, walks out the door, and then you see the guy fall. He shows him walking down the street. He takes glasses in the yeah, elevator because the light bothers his eyes. <laughs> and uh, the, the guy, he falls to his death. And, and the little dog. He, he see the dog bounce. He kind of smiles. I thought was a nice touch. He's, I guess, he, you know, he's like, <laughs> you did it a little anyways. vindictive. He's like, you know what? Fuck you too. I just been in prison for fifteen years. I hate my life. I'm he gives that crazy smile too. quite a few times though in the movie. But anyway, that's the, the opening. So, how far into this we want to go, go without ahead. letting the viewers know? Let's go I have no problem covering the whole movie, not necessarily the let's end, because most ending. people haven't seen it. Okay, but walking through what most of the movie, the last fifteen minutes, pretty much. Yeah. Are... All right. So anyway, he gets out, and uh, what's the first thing he does? He goes and. The first thing that happened to him was the he's watching the TV and the homeless guy runs up to him that smells with the wallet and the phone. Well, it's loaded with cash. Loaded with cash and he's got a phone. 
very very matrix like the phone rings uh, no it does not yet oh it doesn't yet he okay. goes into I, I feel we should mention i forgot to mention it while he was in prison watching the television he found out that uh his wife had been killed right. and he was he was the main suspect and uh his his daughter you know got sent off to foster parents or whatever but yeah his wife was killed so that's why he didn't like immediately go try and find his family. As far as he knows, he's got you know. He's got Actually, they said he was the one who killed him. Yeah, and they was, were looking. Yeah, he they, was the main suspect, and they were. They looking. pretty much since he had gone missing, deducted that he, it was him. Well, yeah, and they took the glass out of the uh, imprisonment room, and they with his fingerprints yeah, on his, it, and they yeah. planted it in the murder scene. Oh yeah. So, anyway, that. So like, first thing he does is goes to an eatery. Eat. Yeah. He, he wants to eat something alive. Yeah, he, he says, I want to eat something alive. And I never got he, that. He goes, he goes into a sushi bar. I think it was just like, you know, like when that guy died, he smiled. I think it was just... Sadistic? Yeah. Yes. Pretty much. Absolutely. He was just kind of setting up his... Sadist- well, this is... This we just- should mention oh, real quick that they, they do slightly show you that lady was messing with his brain. With the hallucinogen. She was hypnotizing him and doing stuff to him. We weren't sure what. But there is a lady you see in the beginning, and that's it. Okay. When he kept getting gassed. Yeah, she'd come in the room. Well, we yeah. find out about Yeah, I think he was right. kind of... He felt his life mentally. was taken away from him, and uh, he kind of took pleasure in other things, having the same thing. Yeah. Okay, but go, going into the restaurant, this was my favorite scene. That, well, this is the most memorable scene in the movie for me. This scene will never leave my mind. He goes into this restaurant, and there's this lady who helps him. And he, he talks to her for a minute, and turns, she, she turns out to be a... a a, ma- uh, a main player in the movie and uh, he says I want to eat something alive and I don't know how they ended up on a squid but they ended up with like a full size like octopus, octopus. Yeah, not full size it was, it it was, was big it was, just, it was like human arm mm-hmm. length yeah. and they do that shit over there yeah. and he, he just ate it yeah. and like it showed him right do there do you think just that was fake though it in, cause I no, no, it, no. Was it was real I, I'd watched it with that's madness that he pulled yeah. that scene off. He I kept thinking, wow. He ate an octopus, a live octopus, in his hand. He shoved it in his mouth and just shoved it in his mouth and then shoved it some more in his mouth and he ate that shit. And he passed yeah. out and the little legs are still moving. Yeah, and then he just like kind of falls over when the tentacle's going nuts. And, and he it, tells you like that. Like, that he, scene will never leave my mind. He grabs that ever. octopus like a fist and takes a bite out of it like an apple. And yes. yeah, it's you, you will never see anything like that unless you just go buy an octopus and eat it <laughs> and record it. It was, um, it was pretty cool. Yeah, very cool. So, now that 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 is obviously not like a really that's big, like in the first thirty minutes. Yeah, that's not like a big scene. There's a lot of really the cool movies that happen. It's, it's still a very it's very visually striking scene. There's a lot yeah. of visually striking scenes in it. So he he passes out, and the 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 girl that was working behind the counter named Mito. She ends up taking him home, taking him home. You know, kind of. And saying, I, I'll let you have your way with me if you want. No, she <laughs> basically he, says that. I will do it, it, just not yet. No, he she's, tried to take it. Remember, she hit him in the head with that hammer. <laughs> the hammer. Oh, yeah. He's going to use that. Yeah, hammer. and that hammer it sticks with him the rest, pretty much the rest of the movie. Yep. There's but some cool on. fight scenes. <laughs> There's a cool tor- torture scene. So, Matt, what's your favorite? This is your movie. You, you wanted to say something else. Go oh, on. I was just going to continue the story. Anyway, he, he remembers the place where the Chinese, the, the dumplings came from. So he finds the name. He goes through everyone in the in the phone book trying to find it. He eventually finds them. He waits till someone goes out on a delivery. He follows them. And he ends up in the place that he was at where he where he got imprisoned. And he goes there, and he's, he's got his hammer. And, he's got uh, his hammer. He finds the guy uh, that's watching all these television screens of all the, the rooms. And uh, he proceeds to interrogate him. 
with the uh, hammer, he ties him up. And right, because he's not the oh, guy that yeah. puts him in there. He's just the guy that runs this place. This yeah. prison, he's just like the prison warden. How did I mean, how did he get the information from this oh, guy? Um, he, he ties him up with the, the duct tape. To, to the duct tape to the chair. And he doesn't and, ask any questions initially. Yeah, he, he takes the, uh, the claw end of this claw hammer and starts removing teeth with it. Oh my god, it's it's it, oh, it makes you cringe. It makes your whole face just go tense. You know what's crazy this. is they don't ever show it. Like, it's just. Oh, they, they show enough. No, yeah. they show enough. They show that hammer going either side know, of those two. I appreciate movies that don't oh. actually show you the blood. They make you think it yourself. And this movie does a lot of mental things like this <laughs> and, to you. Uh, he, he's watching the video of him being in prison, and um, you can't. The only thing that's. Uh, they say the, the guy, whoever imprisoned him or had the video, he said, uh, uh, Desu talks too much. And, uh, yeah, it's an, just there. an audio recording. Yeah, and, uh... Which that player just comes back. He just shows himself. Well, he pulls this guy's teeth and he eventually asks him questions. He's like, well, you know, he asks him the questions, like, what's going on here and all that. And then he's like, I don't know, I don't know, I only make recordings. <laughs> and he presents this box of tapes. And then he finds the tape of Daesu that has his name on it, I guess, because it was all written in Korean. I'm assuming it had his name on it. And he puts it in, and that's when he hears the recording. Mm-hmm. And, and when he goes back home. And he gets, and gets an idea of what's going on, at least. Yeah, you guys are skipping out on, like, the biggest part. Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. Are you going to read to it? I was going to say, he goes to leave. He comes He comes down, uh, the, the and uh, there's all these, these guards. That, well, I call them guards. They're guys. Thugs. Is this the hallway? Yeah, thugs, well. thugs. In this hallway, waiting on him to come out. They got that's... some knives, some boards. Same with his hammer. I think there's 25 guys. There and uh, the the epic battle proceeds to take place. A fifteen minute battle with one man and his hammer, and, and he gets his butt the, whooped too. It's all just... one. It's all one shot. All in this this hallway, and you know what it is. I never thought about yep, that. It's all it one was. shot. Didn't, one take. One one take. It was pretty badass. I no no cuts. That. He has a hammer. Twenty five guys, boards, knives, bullshit like that. And you can see a and few it's a hallway. Mess-ups, just two, but it, it's like it, a four foot, totally yeah, four foot wide hallway. And the badass part I thought was that somewhere in the fight, at the beginning, he gets stabbed in the back with a knife and he goes down. And you're like, and they all just start welling yeah, on. Yeah, and you're like, oh damn, he's fucking, you know, he's beat up. And sure enough, they back away. And like, is he dead? Is he dead? And they get all close to him, and he just jumps up. He starts smashing feet with that. Yeah, he's, awesome. he's, he's it's this guy in a leg, and he actually that guy holds his leg the yeah. rest of the scene and everything. So he's been stabbed in the back of the knife. It totally solidifies the fact that he has gone over the deep end. Yeah. He is crazy. He does not care about it, anything else but revenge. The knife and is still in why. his back. Yeah, it's, the knife is still in his back, and they're just kicking the shit out of him. He goes limp and uh, pops up and just. Starts taking him out. It uh, is probably my favorite fight scene ever. I just thought it loved. Well, it it wasn't flashy at all. No, and it seemed like if there were one man with a hammer, and if he were to fight twenty five guys, that's about the only way it could have gone. Yeah, exactly. Him. If he would have won, a little lucky. It seemed realistic <laughs> yeah. as far as it could. It was, yeah. And when he gets done, he's walking to the elevator. Elevator opens up, and there's elevators and full there's of more, more thugs, guys in there. And he just smiles because he has his right. that wicked because smile. The people in the elevator seen behind him, the twenty five guys writhing on the floor, <laughs> unconscious on the floor, and the guy is dripping with blood, still holding the hammer. Yep. And the next scene it cuts to is the elevator door opening, and there's thugs just, just falling, falling down, out. and he walks out, and he just kind of steps over him, steps yep. on him, yeah. It was pretty badass. And it pulls the knife out of his back. Finally pulls the knife out of his back. <laughs> so then we get to meet... Uh, Evergreen. Was it Wu Jin? Wu oh. Jin, yeah. What is his last name Evergreen? Or is that the company he owns? There is a couple holes where you're kind of I think like, it's hey. his, his company or his... Yeah. It's... And uh, Daisu's got a friend. 
that he. Oh, that's yeah. the first guy. That's actually the first person he went to see. Is is it was his friend that Wuhan was with him when he got something. caught. Yeah, what was his name? Wuhan. I don't remember. He works at a, he works at a, like an internet, internet cafe. cafe. Yeah, internet and, cafe. But you meet Wu Jin and basically find out uh, that uh, he's he's the one that uh, imprisoned him. And he tells him... Uh, he doesn't hide that fact at all. No, uh, no. He even, like, pulls his bodyguard yeah. off and everything. He's, He's pretty just... smug about it. Yeah, the, like... scene, the scene opens. And when it first shows that little blonde Asian guy standing there, I knew it. I was like, he I was saw him. I was like, that guy's gonna be a badass. Just watch. That's why yeah. he's just standing That's there not cool doing anything. That's awesome, by the way. We'll get to that. But Daisu like, grabs Wu Jin's throat, just just like hand over throat, starts collapsing his throat, and little bodyguard does the same to Wu Jin. It's like a, a Mexican standoff with throats, you know, jugulars, <laughs> right? And that's when the uh, scar and is brought up with the pacemaker. Tell us about that. With the what? The pacemaker. I honestly don't remember that. He, well, the pacemaker. Yeah. He te- he pulls open his little thing. Yeah. Well, no, no, he says, he tells him before he shows him the remote. He tells him, he's like, I had a pacemaker oh, yeah, put in. And when they were, they were putting it in, I stopped him in the middle of the procedure, and I asked him if he would put a kill switch in it and connect it to a remote. And the, the doctor told him no, and he's like, I will pay you $100,000 more just to do this. Uh-huh. And so he gets his little so remote. So he can't be tortured, because so like that's a, his plan, is to torture him. Yeah. Right, he can never be tortured to death. You know? And so he says, you have to make a choice. Do I you want your revenge, or do you want the knowledge? Was, yeah. And because he's got a remote tied to the pacemaker, like why. a little bomb in it set off. He hits the detonator, bomb goes off, blows up his heart, and he never knows why. You never know why. Why? He was like, you want to know why I kept you in prison for 15 years. And you got to think about that. I, 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 After I watched the movie, I kept thinking to myself, would I have just killed that guy right there? Yes. Or would I want to know? This guy was part of a whole operation that he obviously had all these dudes, all these studs working for him, right? Off that dude, find the next person in command. There's got to be information. This guy didn't operate for 15 years without any documentation, not working with Pretty anybody. Much he did he could have off this guy, except a little, and got the information through other means. I don't know, man. Maybe. I really think that part bugged me above all enough, else. If the guy's smart enough to do the pacemaker with a bomb, and he's probably smart enough <laughs> yeah. to you know cover the tracks. tracks. My whole point, I'm just saying he, here, he, though, he keeps people locked reason. up in this room and has all these people working for him, watching him, monitoring, making voice recordings. He just seems like, and they never go, "Hey, why are we doing this?" But I thought about I refuse the, to believe that. There's got to be at least one guy though. in that operation who who was just wanted so. to know they what got, was going on. Did you see those guys? They got their money. That's all they cared about. Yeah, he was very Lex Luthor. Like this is the kind of villain I wish they'd make win a Superman movie. Like someone that's got a plan set in motion. The Superman. He's four hundred pace, four hundred <laughs> steps ahead of yeah, him in this chess game. He's Man, if, that, if that's the that that I don't checkmate know, already thin. happened. That's thin. You just don't know it yet. But <laughs> th- this is a cool thing about that. Uh, I, I thought I would have ended up killing him because I thought about it in my perspective, but that's because I'm not afraid of necessarily killing myself and 15 years in prison with my wife dead. I might have just killed him and then right then off myself. Yeah. Like, that's the only other alternative got my I can think Peace. of. Yeah. yeah, I'd go yeah, right up. If he hadn't met Mido, I, I imagine that he probably would have. Yeah, I, him and Mido got, they got they had a connection. relationship, which is why Wujin said, reveals that he, uh, he kidnapped Mido. And... And he's he's going to kill her, right? If uh, he uh, he either finds out why, he, does, he either discovers why he was in prison, right. or he kills Mido, uh-huh. which is pretty pretty hardcore. Right. So he's like, you become the detective, you figure out why you were in prison. Yep. So, so how much farther do you want to go on this? That's probably about where you need to be set up. Yeah. The rest you're gonna have to see. Yeah. We talk about fight scenes. He's, he some... does more acting as well. Um. I like the scene with the little blonde guy is a badass, and 
was he? There's a cool scene <laughs> that tricked me for a second. Well, I went back. Is this your favorite scene? Let's get to that. Yeah, okay. Right. That's what this I This is get my to. favorite scene. Is there's a point where he's fighting the blonde guy, and the guy throws him. And when you watch it, it looks like he didn't move at all. It looked like he froze in midair and fell straight down. And I look at the scene. And I couldn't figure out what the hell just happened. And then the window cracks. And it makes sense. He threw him into the window, and. It makes him hit the window and he bounced back and fell on the ground. But if you watch it with before the window cracked, it because he literally threw it. That's what I'm saying. They didn't fake this. There was no cords. That's what I love. And about so it. mentally, it's thrown straight at you. It looks like he just gets flipped over his back, stops and falls down. And I couldn't figure out what the hell did he just do to him. And that's <laughs> yeah. so cool visual yes. to how it looked. This fight scene, this dude throwing a guy, and that the way he just judo dude. Yeah, just. And it was legitimately a fight scene. A legitimate move. And I really respected every, that. They every time they that little blonde dude tossed Desu, you just like cringed. It seemed like, oh, I don't know. It was cool. Right. It was, it was neat. Your favorite scene, man? Um, we didn't discuss it, but there's a scene late in the movie with Wu Jin um, in the elevator near the end. Okay, yeah. That oh. was my favorite scene. Yeah, it is. And it was... I don't know. It was like that. Watching that, tell us he, he did all this. Can't really, can't really tell. Can't it really really away. Did all this horrible things, but watching that, like you actually, you feel bad for the dude. You kind of feel his pain. You, yeah, you, you, yeah. You kind of. He was a justified. Villain. You're not gonna want to. They built sympathy. Root for the bad guy in this, but you'll find yourself sympathetic. To yeah, the you're bad guy. justify it. What about you, man? I already said my favorite scenes when he ate the squid because out of the whole movie, that scene. I mean, it. it 20 years from now, you guys, you remember that movie? And I'll be like, what movie? And you'll be like, where do you ate the squid? And I'll be like, oh yeah, <laughs> I remember that movie. I'm so. going to have to go just, uh, probably the fight scene. Yeah, Which one? The ha- In the, the hallway. hallway. The hallway. Ha- he's the hammer man. He goes nuts on him. <laughs> yeah. And the way, yeah, when he was like, wh- every time he like laid contact on somebody, you could just tell like. They were good. It was good, good punches. Yeah. Good punches. They were like, smacking. You would almost fill them yourself. This movie was very incredibly well made. Well, incredible, but it was very good. I, I was impressed with so, it. I, I'm not. I don't watch a lot of foreign films. Matt's, Matt's I got none. two other foreign films that are really cool. Yeah, Matt's favorite movie, and you're gonna rate it how many stars? I'm giving five out of five. Well, yeah, um, no, that makes there's, sense. That, there's some twists and turns that we didn't discuss that kind of our big our big points in the movie, and. Uh, uh, Here's the thing. I gave it three up until the end, and then when everything went down and you discovered everything, then I moved it up to four. In my mind, I was like, okay. It, before it was just interesting. Now it got very good. Yeah. So, yeah. Everything kind of comes together very, very well at the end, and and that's what it was for me. I, I I graded it. I put it in perspective of what it was supposed to be. I put it in perspective of other foreign movies I saw. And just the depth of this movie, um, not necessarily the greatest filming, but for what they did, I gave it four stars too. I like the filming. Here's what I, I gave it four stars. It's totally different. It's it's. Here, here's why I say. Though. Here's why I say I think this movie was so incredibly well made. I didn't feel like when you're watching a movie like they they knew where they wanted to be and they just gave you all this stuff to get there. Right. That they knew what they wanted to do scene for scene. They knew the information they wanted to give you. And they, they just set it all up perfectly. So when you finally did get there to the end, it wasn't just like, finally, we're here. Here's the climax. The big fight scene we were waiting on. No, no, it wasn't it at all. The, the climax is so, the end of the movie. <laughs> well, no, don't get... No, no, okay. I'm not... I'm not I'm, 
I'm not. I'm just saying it wasn't just that. Right. The That's whole true. movie. It was like entertaining and had and every part was so important in its own way. There's layers. You couldn't have had you it's like mm-hmm. it's like when you can go watch the Matrix and watch the end and be like, Okay, I see. That that's what happens. You can't do that with this movie. Right, you can't well I, I don't know. That maybe maybe I'm trying I'm not saying it right, but I think you what you're trying to say is that you were given all the clues too, so if you had just put them all together, you would have figured out as well. You were you were you were the detective along with uh I, I just didn't feel like I felt like this movie was really well thought through. Like every part of it, it was a well done mystery. It, yes, it was. was very well the, done. The, the, I enjoyed they it. They knew what they wanted to do with the whole movie, not just specific parts. Say so, like one of the big reveals at the end, like right before he actually it happens to him. You're you're watching it, and all of a sudden it clicks in, in your, in your yes. Brain. That and is you're, you're like, right. You're right. You, it just like. Uh-oh. You're almost in disbelief. Right, I that's mean, exactly what I was in. I was like, I should stop watching now. Yeah, it's first, like, save the sanctity I, of my mind. To, compared to a more popular film, The Sixth Sense, at the end when he's watching the wedding video and the wedding ring drops out of his wife's hand and starts rolling. And it's mm-hmm. his wedding ring. And he looks down at his hand and his wedding ring's still there. You're right. It's it, That's what I think you're trying to say. You're watching all these pieces and then you now it gives you a whole new perspective <laughs> on everything to just happen. Like, Slight oh, of hand. Whoa. Somewhat. Whoa! And they, they wasn't were, ready for that. They were going to make an American movie. It wasn't going to be a remake. It was going to be more based on the manga. And Gary Oldman had been talked about playing. <laughs> why do, Why does but, everybody have to make actually, an American? I'm on Wikipedia right now, and up until about six months ago, Will Smith and Steven Spielberg were going to be remaking this with Will Smith being Dacia and Spielberg directing. I just really, don't want. At first, I thought they had talked about Gary. Maybe Oldman. take Spielberg out of the mix. See, they're and doing I'm doing this. Fucking love uh, no. I, I like I love Spielberg. Love Spielberg. You can't do this with Will Smith. But listen for a second. Do it at all? Maybe no, a Spielberg exactly. movie with a sex scene. Has anybody seen? <laughs> has anybody seen Girl with the Dragon Tattoo? Yeah, the German version. It's a great movie. Why the heck would you remake that? Because you want it to reach more audiences. I I understand what you're saying, but I. There's a lot of films that have been foreign that were awesome that they made. Read and I just think it, it doesn't needs translate to be played as well, more but I still foreign. want it to be done. I still oh want people God. like, wow, that was awesome. And then they, hey, you know what? This is based off of this movie. Maybe we should watch that. There's people out there like me that don't watch foreign films. Like, hmm. unless it's like a big deal or something. That's a shame. That's something. a really good one. I, I don't, okay. I, I, I watch foreign films. I don't people. seek You're out. Right. I don't seek out foreign films. Like my I don't, wife I don't, very, I don't know but very many people that do. The moment subtitle starts, she just quits. I mean, she literally <laughs> gets up and leaves. Like, like, I can't watch it. I can't watch a movie not read. <laughs> I'm like, what the hell? I've heard this statement before. Candace was that way when I first met her. Now she can't watch anything with subtitles. Without, the... without subtitles. Like, I watch oh, it Oh, you do everything. the closed caption thing? I hate... Now that annoys me. If I don't, I don't need them, I don't need I don't necessarily it. pay attention, but if there's something, I'm like, wait, what did he say? I know, it's right there. It says it right there. <laughs> that, that was old boy. Um, Sam's turn to pick the uh, the next thing we're gonna watch. So I we we recommend you go out and watch. Yeah, that I think all totally. four. I do, I do. You will be shocked. What, what did you give it, man? What stars? Four stars. Four stars. Okay. I did, and I, I I was at three. All right. So next week we're watching simply because it was a foreign film. <laughs> <laughs> uh, for next week, uh, the long-awaited episode where we finally get to talk about the Clerks animated series. Uh, it was back in episode number four where I first said that we were going to do this, and now we've I have finally manipulated the podcast to where we have a feature <laughs> film segment and where we get to pick and where I can make you guys watch these. Now I know Matt and Josh are a fan of these. Josh has probably been years since he's seen them, right? Uh, yeah, probably. 
I'm gonna guess seven years, if not wow. more. Wow! I had no idea there when was. When we lived together, I used to watch him every day. I used to watch him every day too. Okay, uh, Matt's a huge fan of these. Tim, have you ever seen? I've seen Clerks one and two. No animated. These are cartoons. There's two discs. I think there's six episodes total. Comedic. Is genius. this what the six comic books were made off of? No. no. But it untold is... stories. No. Or I'm trying. This is like Clerks, and I don't. I don't know how to compare it. Like if the. I will, we'll, I'll give you a lot of information. Guys, I'm not a huge fan of Clerks. That's fine. That's fine. You, no, you'll you love it. And I won't be here next week. This show was made oh. for television for audiences who have not seen Clerks. Primarily for audiences who, who have seen Clerks, it actually, but it was completely ready to go. While it was made primarily for adults, it also didn't go too risque so that they were able to let kids watch it, too. Like Jay and Silent Bob, they don't sell drugs. They sell They're fireworks. fireworks. <laughs> it, and it works. It works. So, uh, no, nothing more about it today. Go watch the Clerks animated series I don't can you find it on Netflix guys I don't you know you can find the disc on Netflix but you can't it's not on Instagram it's not on Instagram okay you can get the disc on Netflix which is what I I've seen it at most video stores like our local Hastings you could pick it up for like 13 bucks uh, so yeah check it out man check you're it out and we'll it. be talking about it next week and oh my it. god wear a diaper because you're going to be pissing yourself it's so funny it's I a hidden than, gym man I can't believe it yeah, and we're also talking really? about the rise and fall of the show because there were some I very, won't be here very for the talk, but I'll watch it. There's some very well, Matt's copy. You own it, right? Yeah, yeah. You should bring it. There's a lot of there's a lot of story behind this series too, and that I'm yeah. Just we can talk about that. Okay, so let, let's talk move into about. factor fiction. <clears throat> Our factor fiction segment. Yeah, absolutely. Why don't you tell us that story you, you thought about? Okay. Um, well, by making a story, you might set the stage. Already, no one will know if it's factor fiction. Right. <coughs> um, You've told stories before that were I was 16 Not true about you I was with a unknown person I'm not going to name him Him? Uh, Whoa Martin Easter And uh <laughs> Wait, wait, wait What did you say can, with? No, when he was 17 <laughs> I was 16 But here's the story We were at a party Is this the story of how you got chlamydia? <laughs> No, okay. wait, oh. I still want you to define with. Yeah, it was a bromance. Start like, with once upon a time. Once upon a time, we he had a BMW or whatever and speakers, and we would literally just drive around Ponca City with music playing and smoking marble lights. Yeah, that's what you do in this town. That's we were so cool. <laughs> Not really, but um, the the point of this is we're at a party. And there were some girls there, and we had been drinking and stuff, and it was no big deal. And so we're going to leave and go get either more drinks from his house. I can't remember why we were going to leave, but he backed up Clicky. and hit a truck, okay? Good. And it broke his black back taillight. And so he's like, oh, crap, pick up all the glass. We're driving to Walmart. So I pick it all up. We drive to Walmart. He throws it down in the back. We go in Walmart. We walk around for like 15, 20 minutes. We come out. And he calls the cops. And he says, somebody hit me. Hit and run. Okay? Oh, wow. And so the cops are calm, and they do a report. They write it up. No big deal. And we go home. And then the next day, he's talking to me. He's like, oh, yeah, I sent in that report. And he's like, uh, hey, man, uh, the cops said they have some information on that. Will you come with me to the police station? So he comes <laughs> to my house, picks me up, because I was there with him, with the witness. They said, we got information on your wreck. We get down there, and they literally, a cop walks out, reads him his rights, handcuffs him, and takes yeah. him in. <laughs> and I'm like, I was thinking as you were saying that, I was like, aren't there cameras in the Walmart parking lot? So I'm a little freaked here. Like, ooh. Because and, and, uh, I gave a statement and all this, and I think, I'm like, oh my God. And I'm like, 
am I in trouble? That's what I said to the cop that was still out there. And he's like, no. Um, I was like, I don't have a ride. And they took his cell phone and everything. And so I was like, can I have his cell phone and stuff? And so long short, I call his parents. And I tell him, you got to come down here. They just took him in to custody. And I have no idea why. And he's like, man, he's freaking out. His parents and, are German, right? They moved here from Germany. Yes, okay. but they speak English. They speak English, yeah, but they're they're they're. Foreign. He's not a citizen at this time, by yeah, the way. Yeah, that, that's what I was getting to. He was been, he'd been trying to be a citizen for like 14 years. He was in the Marine Corps, and he still wasn't a citizen. That's crazy. Um, it takes a long time to naturalize. And, uh, but the point is, okay, so I'm freaking a little bit because I don't know. I'm thinking, oh shit, oh shit, we really fucked up with that whole move. Come to find out, <coughs> his parents get out there and then they finally tell us what happened. <coughs> Three days ago, he had broken up with Amy Summers. Remember? I remember Amy and, Summers um, and her little sister Amanda. She wouldn't give him back some shit he bought for her, so he went to NOC. Took her keys out of her hand, opened her car, ripped out the stereo that he had bought for her, and took something else that was his. I heard about this. Which, if you didn't know, is a felony to do that. Because that's assault and Grand Theft Auto or something, like when you steal shit out of a car. <laughs> that's what they arrested him for at that point, because they had his name. And uh, so he comes back out, and so they tell me all that, and I'm like, woo! Oh man, at least it's for that. And um, so he says, man, will you give me some smokes? I run and get my grandpa to buy a carton of smoke. So I'm 16. I can't buy smokes, but I do smoke. Get him a carton of marble lights. They let him have him in the prison cell. They and, don't do that anymore, by the way. Right, because it's <laughs> non-smoking, which is makes no sense. Well, he comes to tell me the next three days, or because they put him in on a Friday. This was a Friday. That's and so you don't get to go see the judge till Monday, <laughs> which you have to go to Newkirk. So he spends a night there. Uh-huh. In Ponca City, and the guy next to him is in there for attempted suicide. Wow. And that dude, so they took all his clothes but his underwear, took the band off his underwear, no shoes. That's what that guy had. And he said that guy all night rang his head back and forth along the bars, screaming, I want out of here, I want to die. Okay? And so then he goes to county, and they put... Him in the orange jumpsuit and flip-flops. And I guess in our little podunk Newkirk jail, they actually let him go across the street to eat yeah. breakfast. Yeah. And so they had to shuffle with all these criminals. Well, depending on the uh, extent of the yeah, right. yeah. Eat breakfast at the little diner. <laughs> and they let, they ended up, she didn't press charges. They let him go on Monday, arraignment, whatever. And he got the whole thing dropped with a penalty. And nobody knew about the Walmart thing until today. Huh. And that's my story. Pretty, Pretty crazy. But crazy. did he get his tail light fixed? It was the craziest night I've ever seen. <laughs> yeah, man, that family's oh, awfully wealthy. It's a lease car. He got a new lease car. He's never <laughs> owned a car in his life. He leases. Still, lease. I still talk to him every so often. I still I, see him around Nancy's town. Nancy's seen him. I try. I to, see him around. It's bad of me because we were really close in high school. We were really good friends. Matt, maybe and, you remember this. And maybe. we don't talk ever since I went off to the army. And there was kind of a girl involved there, and it was like tragic situation. <laughs> I Whoa. see. Uh, we were at Food Pyramid. I can't remember if it was you or Brian with me. And there was like a great big bald guy stopped and I talked to him for like 15 minutes. And I walked away and I was like, I have no idea yes. who that was. You remember? remember? That. Yep. that was Martin Inkster. Yeah. <laughs> he got fucked up. When That's he got, really funny. Yeah. He got his back hurt really bad. When I figured met, it out like weeks later. This girl hit him and killed his fiance who was on the back of his motorcycle. And yeah. Broke his back. And that's uh, what he told me about that. <laughs> it's a horrible deal. He's fucked up for life. He has a son with her, but he was going to marry her. And, 
That's yeah, a story that's for the time. Oh, fact or fiction? Yeah, he got some tragic shit going on. Fact or fiction, Josh? I know it's true. I know that most of it's true. There's bits and pieces of that that I don't know that are true. But I know like the like he had to go to jail for that stuff that he did with Amy. I I'm pretty sure that I heard the jail part. But I know that he took that stuff back from Amy, and there was a confrontation, and it was bad. But I don't know that, like, the crap he said at Walmart or that he actually had to spend the weekend in jail. I don't know that those are true. So I'm going to go with fiction based on that. All right. I'm just going to say fact. That story is 100% fact. It's to the T. That is every bit that I can remember. Like, that's how it happened. Absolutely. so my grandparents buying the smoke for a 16-year-old. You think that could have got him in trouble? There's a lot of it. Well, they're both dead, so. Martin <laughs> so you're not going to get him, please. I love my grandparents. Rest in peace. But uh, A question I should have asked. Martin wasn't 18 at the time. No, he's 17. So they let him have cigarettes. That's a good That's a good point. <laughs> they really did. And they held him over a weekend for something that, that he wasn't even charged with? He was. There's, there's I can't don't there. think he was 18. I really huh. don't. That's a very good Unless he had to have been, right? He, was, he had to have been, really. Otherwise, they could not 16. have held him. They would have had no, to release him no, to his I was parents. Not in the army yet, so unless it was like a really high class felony. Well, he just he just said, and he was still in high school. Uh, Grand Theft Auto. That's maybe a, maybe if the damage was done, it was over a certain dollar. Yeah, they ended yeah, up telling me that's what it all was. It was. So I'm sure they would have kept him. He would have probably think, had to go to court to determine what. what I wish you could look this up and tell me or not. I think in Oklahoma you can be tried as an adult. This is like 20 years ago or some shit. No, ten. 20 years. But Oklahoma's <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Oklahoma's got some hillbilly laws. Yeah. Anyway, Matt, tell us the story. All right. Once upon a time. Um, I don't remember exactly how old I was. It is between the eight... The, Wait, uh, once upon a time? Once upon a motherfucking time. There you go. Story start with once upon a time. I was between the age that you would be if you were in first grade and third grade. And I know this because I didn't Six move to, eight. to uh, New Kirk, didn't move to Oklahoma until fourth grade. And I wasn't in kindergarten, but this was in Alta Vista, Kansas. Um, I went to school, just hanging out, being a kid, learning shit. <laughs> uh, recess time, playing out on the playground. Um, during school, you know, my face started feeling weird, kind of itchy, kind of warm, kind of felt a little tight. Um... My, my face, like, I don't know exactly what happened. Kids started telling me my face looked all fucked up. So, uh, like, watch your mouth. <laughs> I go, I, I look in the mirror. I'm my telling. face is literally probably twice as big as it should be and just dark red. I'm like, what the fuck is happening? And my, my teacher is like, uh, we call, they call the parents or whatever. So my parents come and pick me up. They're like, what the fuck is wrong with you? Did you fall? Did something happen? What? I'm like, I don't know. My face feels weird. It sucked. I'm a kid. I'm freaking out. Your face shouldn't look like that. Um, so they take me to the... Uh, they still hospital. tell them that to this day. <laughs> Go on. <laughs> it was anyway, from the they, monkey, wasn't it? No. <laughs> I got the Motaba virus. No. Next week. <laughs> I go to the hospital. They uh, check me out. They take blood, do all this stuff. Uh, I'm sorry. I'm in the I'm hospital. Sorry, Matt. They take blood and stuff. Um, they talk to my parents, and uh, my parents come. And they're like, um, but, "They're but, gonna put you in this room." Okay, cool, whatever. Until another doctor can look at you. Little did my small childlike self know that they were putting me in a quarantine. quarantine. Uh-huh. So they put me in this room. 
Because apparently they think I have some sort of fucking tropical disease, I later learned. They put me in this room. It's just like steel, like everywhere. <laughs> nothing. Sterile. Yeah, nothing on the walls, nothing anywhere. It's like a steel room with the, some fucking steel chairs, and I'm fucking freaking out. I'm like banging on the door. I'm crying for, I don't know how long I'm in there, probably 30 plus minutes in this room. Crying, banging on the door. People would walk by every once in a while, kind of look at. I'm like, let me out! I'm fucking freaking out. Finally, they they come in, they let me go. I come out, and I'm fucking just in tears. I'm in shambles because I, I had no clue what was going on. So uh, they're like, well, I guess it's an allergic reaction to something. They don't even know what. Usually, um, no. reaction can be the same to most yeah, things. Yeah, dude. Have you ever been through an allergy test? You can go Jeez. back to school. Send me back to fucking school for, like, one class. I'm at school. My face still fucked up. Everyone's making fun of me. I was in quarantine for an hour. I was pretty emotionally devastated and scarred at that point. So is that what's wrong with your face now? Like, yes. Like, never went back. The, the uh, <laughs> residue. His face is perfectly fine. Assness. No. And, uh... It doesn't look like Jack LaCroix. Yeah, I still have nightmares about it to this very day, so, uh... You still have no idea. That is the... Still have no idea what it was. They, they thought it was... I don't even know what tropical disease they thought it was. It, there's so many. They said just Could just keep an eye if it happens again, kind of so you know what will uh, you know what set it off. And it's never happened to me ever again. And, yeah, are you uh, allergic to anything that you're aware of now? No. Okay. I don't know what happened. Could have been a tro- maybe it was a tropical disease. Maybe it was a tropical fly. And uh, that's my story. You were the you're the reason we have swine flu in America. Probably. <laughs> you're the dirty Mexican that brought it here. <laughs> how old were you when this happened? Uh, w- between uh, first grade and third grade. I'm not sure exactly how old. It's a big gap. I was. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah, what yeah. call fiction? Go ahead. You want me, Sam? So I, I put if you I had to the narrow end? it down. Well, I'm what, say, what, 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 I like his emotional commitment to this story. Yeah, I mean, it like, this is the first time he's used so many. Expl- what was it? Expl- expletives? expletives? To, I'm going to say, if I had to say, I'd say first grade. If I had to say. Okay, well, here's here's my issue here. For one, what the fuck was this story about? You had to go sit in a room for an hour during school in first the grade? Most traumatizing no, 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 no. So, like, I was it like fucking substance. seven, asshole. It lacks substance. Therefore, I'm calling fact. Because it, because of the lack of like creativity, if you would have made something up, you would have said something a lot more extreme. Like they had to remove my pancreas cut, because it was. He cut to the worst part. He forgot. He just went to the part that he hated the most was being in that steel. Like room. I don't have a liver, guys. I bet you didn't know that because That's they had to take I... it out because it was infected with. Okay, the night the rights. night before I was raped by a hobo and he came. Yes. <laughs> um, but thanks for making me. I'm going. I'm going with fact. There's another thousand dollars worth of therapy. Yeah, <laughs> I'm, I'm going with Sam. Fact. His emotional commitment. He went straight to the sterile room. It might not be true, but it sure felt like it could happen. If it wasn't true, it would. I'm so disappointed in Matt. Okay. <laughs> the story is absolutely true. Okay. All right. I felt true. All right. Okay, That's my so, first right one, by the way. <laughs> did you get the guess? Yeah, I said fact. Okay. Oh, no, I said fiction. I'm you sorry. did fiction. Okay. Uh, once upon a time, when I was about... About. <laughs> We're not Canadian, damn it. Not yet. Fact, you are Canadian. If you want to hear a lot of abouts, then listen to the A-team, he's, man. He's they, a red-headed... It's like, and seriously, every other word. He's a red-headed Jewish Canadian. But I wanted to talk about... Awesome. <laughs> anyway, uh, I was flying on an airplane. I was going to Atlanta, Georgia to see my uncle. And I was flying with my grandmother and I think my grandfather... Dude, this is like fourth grade. I know. So I'm guessing I was around nine. 
And um, on the airplane, they were serving uh, chicken or, or fish, and... <laughs> And Are you gonna go with the airplane story? Yeah, yeah. And so everybody. Did. I call fag. <laughs> no, 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 no. Airplane because they ate the fish. And so everyone that ate the fish didn't do well. Like they got everybody got sick, and it turns out the pilot and both the co-pilots ate the fish, and they they didn't do so well. And, and so one of the stewardesses came back into the uh, the cabin. And they were asking around, like, uh, does anybody have any flying experience and everything like that? And this guy named Ted Stryker <laughs> was sitting a couple rows up from me. Before all this happened, Ted though... Ted Stryker sounds like a badass. <laughs> Ted Stryker. <laughs> he had a drinking problem, though. <laughs> that name sounds so made Before, up. Before, like, all this happened, I was get, I got to got, I got called up into the cockpit, and uh, the pilot was like, so, Josh, you, uh... Can you, you fly like, this plane? You like gladiator movies? I'm like, no, I don't like gladiator movies. You know? And he, was, he kept asking me really random questions, like... <laughs> Have you ever oh, already? <laughs> There's so many people to say, why does he keep going? Why is he still talking? This reminds me. Of... Hey, wait. I'm still calling fag. I have not been. <laughs> I, I haven't not been swayed. I have not been swayed yet. Wait, Leslie Nelson was on the plane. No. <laughs> so wait, this guy Striker weird. is gonna fly, and you're he, talking he's gladiator asking, movies. He's like, he's like uh, I'm like, no, I haven't seen gladiator movies. And he's like, have you ever been? To a Turkish bath, I'm like, no, I've never been to a Turkish bath. I look at, I'm looking around, and uh, I look at the co-pilot, and the guy looks like Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. I swear to <laughs> God, and I'm like, you're Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, and he's like, nope, nope, my name is Roger, you know, Roger Murdoch, and uh, it's amazing you remember that. And so I'm like, no, no, you know, and I'm like really upset about because I swear to God, this guy's Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. I'm like, my father watches you. And he says, you don't hustle enough on defense, and he gets really upset. <laughs> anyway, so Did we... Did you get... just watch this recently? No, I love this... I that was know. Sam running over everything. I love everything. this memory. Sorry. Memory. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, it turns out Ted Stryker is uh, an old war pilot, and he's able to fly the plane, and he gets to safety barely after a whole lot of uh, misadventures. And, um, yeah, I'll never forget that, man. Ted Stryker landed the plane. So my only question is... Did you have to take a shit on the airplane because you ate the fish? I didn't eat the fish. I ate the chicken. Oh. That's why he's alive in here with us Did you today. have to take a shit on the airplane because you ate the chicken? No. But I have taken a shit on an airplane if that's what you're trying to get down to. I want, I want to hear about that. <laughs> no, right? That's a story. Because I've never had to do it. And I fly and I'm like, oh man, eight hour flight. Pray to God I don't have to use that tiny crapper because I'm going to blow bad. it up. It's not as, I don't, I don't know, it's not as tiny as you'd think. They, they expect you to be... Able to move around, I guess. And they Would you have... rather have sex in a? And this is the crazy thing: in that bathroom, they have a place for uh, sharps, like razors and stuff. And so they expect you to be able to shave on that plane. So they give me enough room. Oh. Anyway, would you rather uh, have sex in an airplane bathroom Matt, or the back of a Volkswagen? I'm go ahead and say fiction. Ooh, wow, you're gonna be disappointed. I'm gonna say facts because I know this happened, <laughs> just not to you. <laughs> yeah, I wasn't swayed. I'm sticking with fact. This is pretty. This awesome. is true. This happened to me. Craig Abdul Jafar is a co pilot. I swear. Did you get his autograph? No, because the guy swore up and down he wasn't Craig Abdul Jafar. And, and he ate the fish. Yeah. So, what are you going to do? You know, he did grab me, though, and pull me up next to him. So, you tell your dad that I hustle two <laughs> days a week. Anyway. 
Watch Airplane. It's awesome. <laughs> it's, it's fiction. <laughs> that reminds me of an episode of The Office where... Do you guys watch The Office? Oh, yeah. I have. Where, where he calls everybody in the conference room and he wants them to... Uh, Tell stories about okay, bad things know. that happen to their family members, and <laughs> everyone makes something up, us up from from a movie. Yeah, that's that's what it reminded me. of. That was great. <laughs> did 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 you plan to go down that road when starting, or did it just come to you as you're going? I'm I, just curious. I plan on doing it this afternoon. Oh, okay. I was like, oh, this is what I'm doing. I wish I would have called you out on it so early then. <laughs> you couldn't hold yourself in. I you couldn't. can't hold yourself in. That's one thing about Sam. He doesn't. Well, I you, thought. Whatever he, was, he thinks he speaks most. I thought he was really going to tell me something about this trip. I was too young to go to Atlanta, and so like I didn't. So, and, trip was so true. it started pretty true. Yeah, it started it off started. true. <laughs> like because I didn't go get to go on this trip, and I was like, like I was very disappointed. I was too young and everything. You know, I was Josh is in fourth grade. That puts me in like second. You know. Go ahead, man. So I thought I was like, finally a story about this trip. I've been waiting twenty some years for this. <laughs> but uh, it was amazing. It was based off the movie Airplane. The I, I, movie Airplane was based off the story. This happened. It was like ten years after Airplane. Anyways, <laughs> okay. When I was, let me see. Once upon a time. Once, Once upon a time. I'm trying to remember. This was post living with Clarence. Okay, so I was back at home. Uh, it was one night. Clarence and I used to really be into watching wrestling. Uh, Hells yeah! Just as, as Matt and Tim when it was quite yes, aware, uh, yeah, yeah, backyard we, wrestling, yeah, WWF, by <laughs> yes, the way. whatever. Uh, we uh, so Thursdays and Monday nights is the nights wrestling come on. So no matter what, we would make plans to get together, or if possible. Sometimes one of us would work. We would always watch wrestling, and then and there was Charlie and. And Thomas and Tim here, we like we always watch it with Clients somebody. I recorded this shit on VHS. Oh, dude, yeah, we still have a we still have a stack of VHS. There's, tapes people, there's people listening right now that have no idea what VHS is. <laughs> <laughs> I, I used to do like online trading and stuff. Like I'd record them, and you'd find like old episodes, and they'd have the matches listed, and you'd trade them online on forums and stuff. Like I was really into it. Was wow. the, when we were young, it was the heyday. We didn't heyday. have wins. <laughs> I know, we didn't have a computer. <laughs> it, was the of, it was the heyday of wrestling. It really was. It, it was. But anyways, uh, so this was a Thursday night. Clarence is at work, and so I get a hold of Charlie, and and he says, yeah, come over to my place. You can watch it since I lived at home. It wasn't that far, so I'd made it over to his house. But I had just heard about this drink called... Uh, a Jaeger bomb. Oh. <laughs> no, not a Jaeger bomb. No, not Jaeger bomb. It was liquid cocaine. Mm-hmm. It was liquid cocaine. And uh, what is liquid cocaine? Li- liquid cocaine, as it turns out, is a shot of uh, half Jaeger and half 100 proof peppermint schnapps, yeah, aka Rumple mints. Well, there's a couple that you can use, but Rumple mints was the That's, was the, the brand. If you, yeah, the, to the make the liquid cocaine. And so I had acquired. I don't even remember who bought it for me. It might even have been this guy here, Josh. And uh, he bought me a bottle of Rumplemints and a bottle of Jaeger, both the bigger so I ones. The, I and I take it over to Charlie's. Night, I remember the result of this night. I take it over to Charlie's and I and I bust these out. And I also bought two two twelve packs of beer. And I'm like, I got us some stuff to I drink, remember, but it was just I was like, you be careful, man. You know, if you need a ride, you call me bullshit like that. Dude. Yeah, yeah, whatever. Yeah, obviously, that, not just... the point. <laughs> kind of is. <laughs> um. So as so I get over there, it was just Charlie and this other guy that I do not remember who it was. Do not remember. There was another guy there, but he just says, "Oh, I don't drink." You guys go ahead. And I was like, "It's like Charlie, we got to try these shots." So he gets two double sized shot glasses, and I pour us each a shot. 
And he that's the last thing Charlie, really. I remember. Charlie, oh, he's so been on the show. Really he's been oh, on the show. Oh, yeah, yeah. But what you don't know about Charlie is he weighs about 90 pounds soaking wet. He's a, he's a little dude. 94. Yeah, maybe 94 pounds if you're when you drank a lot. And he hasn't peed yet. Uh, <laughs> so and he drinks a lot. This is the last thing I remember about that night. Is well, that's saying, the crazy thing. He doesn't drink a lot. He just drinks often. <laughs> he, he, we poured a couple shots, and I said, like, well, and it was good. We take the shot, and it was so good. And I was like, oh, yeah, let's do another one. You're so good. It's so different than my so good. <laughs> I, I was like, eight, I was nine, 18, 19. I was eight. It was alcohol. <laughs> Everything tasted good that was alcohol oh, when you're that old. Well, when I was that old. Uh, a lot of crazy nights happened because of that. This is one of them. Kind of. Uh, so that's the last thing I remember. I wake up the next morning. Okay, let me rephrase. I wake up the next <coughs> afternoon in a jail cell. Only I don't know when... I, I don't know I'm in a jail cell because I've never been in a jail cell. I wake up in this tiny room with bars. And I look around. My head hurts. And I have no idea what has happened or where I am. Last thing I remember, we're, we're taking shots. and And so I'm really sitting there like... Fucking Russians took over last night. I don't know what the hell happened. So I sit there for for Wolverine. seemingly forever in complete silence in this little room. I don't have shoes. Oh, well, no, I had flip flops on, and they let me keep them. So I so I had all my clothes on, and everything, and and I had a stack of cigarettes next to me because they let you have cigarettes, and they gave me my cigarettes, but not in the pack. There was a pack of matches and just like a little pile of cigarettes, and I'm just like, this is some crazy shit, man. Who would who would throw me in here and just give me cigarettes? You know, because like I didn't know you could smoke in prisons at the time and or not smoke or whatever. And so I sit there for seemingly forever, and finally uh, a cop comes walking by, a guard. And I'm like, hey! No, no, no. Messing it up already. Okay. So I, I sit there forever not knowing what's going on. I'm like, screw it. I'm going back to sleep. I got a pillow and a blanket here, you know? And so the so next thing I know, I have two guys standing over me, waking me up, shaking me. Like, hey, hey, are you okay? Are you okay? And I wake up, and, I, and it's two cops. And I'm like, hey, what, what the? Where am I? What's going on? And they're like, well, son, you're in jail. And you've just, you've been asleep for like the past 14 hours. And I'm like, well, Jesus, that just ruins my whole fucking day. And I roll back over and I go back to sleep. Because like, I didn't, I'm in jail. I'm, I didn't what know. What are you going to do? Yeah, I didn't know, like, did, were they trying to let me out? I don't know. So I, I <laughs> sleep for a little bit longer and then finally I get up and I wake up and the door's open in the cell and I walk out. And they're like, oh, you're up now, you're ready to go, you could leave like eight hours ago. And I'm just like, well, what the hell? Because I guess they only keep you in there for so many hours. Yeah, it's a sober thing. And so I, I get detox or the oh, drunk tank, drunk, That's tank. What drunk tank, drunk tank. I get a friend. I'm like, well, what happened? They're like, well, we picked you up last night. We got a report called from someone driving on 14th that there was a drunk guy stumbling across the street and then crawling through Staples parking lot. And we get there 10 minutes later, and you're still crawling through Staples parking lot, just completely gone, not knowing and I not having a clue what's going on. You just kept saying, I'm just going home. I'm just going home. <laughs> I was just going home. <laughs> Uh, and I'm like, well, that's crazy. I was like, what time was that? And they're like, well, this is about midnight. And the reason that's important is because wrestling started on Thursday nights at the time at 7 p.m. And we started taking these shots right as wrestling started. I do not remember wrestling that night. I remember I was very disappointed about that. Because I was like, what happened? I missed my drama and violence. My stories. <laughs> I missed my stories. That would have been a lot better, huh? Yeah. Uh, well, and... Uh, well, to this you, day, you can do it with the magic of editing. <laughs> <laughs> to this day, I uh, don't know the events that, that night. I just know that we drank all the beer, all the liquor was gone, and Charlie doesn't have a clue what happened or who else was there. So homosexual acts could have occurred. Could have occurred. Probably. Funny, probably occurred. Yeah. Funny. Probably. Funny. Yeah. 
most likely occurred. Uh, the funny side story is when I when I get up there and they tell me everything that's going on, and I'm like, well, great. What do I have to do to get out of here? They were like, well, it's a eighty dollar fine for the public intox. And I was like, okay, well, I had some money in my wallet. And they're like, well, yeah, that's the funny thing. You had exactly $79 in your wallet. <laughs> and I'm just like, well, what do I do? And they're like, well, you can make some calls, try to find someone, you know, to bring you a dollar. And I'm like, well, that shouldn't be that hard, right? It was the time before cell phones, you know, before they were huge and everyone had them. So I didn't have a cell phone. And it just so happens that all the landlines in Ponca for that day and the next day were down. Like, like very few of them worked. That phone would not work. I could not make a call to get that dollar for someone to come pick me up. Someone on the complete other side of town from anything that I know about. So uh, eventually, a couple of cops walk in and they all pull change out of their pockets and they scrounge up a dollar for me. I don't know why they were all so reluctant and everything and dicks about it. It's, like, it's a dollar. I think it's a precedent. Eh, maybe, maybe. I don't know. It was, I'm a first. I was a first time offender at the time. I don't. I have one, <laughs> one, one other offense in my lifetime. You know. So whatever. Uh, because he's a um, registered <laughs> save, saving that one, saving that one. So I story. so they finally they they give me this dollar and I had to walk. I end up walking like six seven blocks. I walked to Hall of Heroes because it was the only thing I knew close to me where like someone in there had a cell phone and it worked and I was able to get a hold of Patrick and Patrick came and got me and took me home where I could finally change out of the clothes I'd been wearing for so many hours at that point point. and it's like 6, 7 at night by this point and I was supposed to be at work like at 5 that evening it was a bad deal hmm. it was a bad deal Josh? but like it was funny how all these things just coincided and, and to this day I still don't have a clue what happened to that night fact oh man I feel like some of it was real I don't know how you would have got to Charlie's house where Charlie live at the time? He lived at the Timber Apartments behind uh, Blockbuster. behind Blockbuster. Yeah, he not lived with Thomas Myers. Not too far off from Staples. From Thomas My- he lived with Thomas. Myers. Yeah, he lived with Tom- Thomas at the time, but Thomas wasn't there that evening. Mm. I'm gonna say fact, fiction. It, it was fact. Everything I just told is fact. I've been waiting to tell this story actually. <laughs> and today, earlier today, when I was trying to think, God, what story am I going to tell tonight? And I was like, I haven't told that one on the podcast. I've told it a million times to other people. Just never on the podcast. So there you go. There is my drunk crawling through Staples parking lot, which I think Clarence has referenced once or twice in past episodes. That's that's how it came to be. Damn you, Jägermeister. I still to this day can't drink liquid cocaine, and I don't even remember that night or anything. I never got sick or anything, but I've drank maybe one or two since then, and it just goes down so hard. goes down so hard because... I got a story where I can't It's associated with that. (laughs) Me too, actually. Like, Jäger was almost (laughs) run for me. Fortunately, I discovered Jäger bombs, and I could do those. Well, uh, that's the end of our non-magic content, so thanks for tuning in. Later on, kiddos. Peace. Yeah, we'll go ahead and let's take a break. I had a bad dream about flying through the stars I never fell so hard, fell so hard And just when I awake, I cannot escape The truth and reality that you are like to lie Tell that you ask what it's like to be me Love me, boy, lost in reality And I can't
Alright, so into the magic content we're gonna go. We, uh, don't have a deck list this week because I, I forgot to do it. And that's not important. And my dog ate it. We're at a very <laughs> awkward time in magic right now anyways. Yeah. New set coming out. Yeah. We have next week is a pre-release. We have 137 cards spoiled for those cards of Mirrodin. And so, with standard rotating and extended rotating, everything's rotating, we're in a big flux. Writing a deck list right now would be silly anyway. <clears throat> Not knowing what you could add to right, it. Right, I guess we could write a future list <coughs> on the 137. And I have an idea, actually, uh, inspired partially by Matt, inspired, inspired partially by uh, a new equipment, um, about uh, little white weenies with... Um, <laughs> Every with time. The, with equipment. And it's how to abuse some of the better equipments we've seen. Uh, and the newest one, Nim Deathmantle, is, is blowing my mind with ideas. And I'm sure it's blowing a lot of people's minds. But using... Um, what is it called? The, the Equipment Finder. A Stoneforge Mystic. Stoneforge Mystic, yeah, man. He, just, he seems like the new Ranger of Eos, at least as far as equipment. What about what about the new Elspeth on the high end for White Weenie? Spitting out three dudes is a big deal. Spectral Procession was one of the best cards out of Shadowmoor simply because it gave you three dudes. I've been I've been trying to build a deck just for when uh when uh Elspeth comes out. Right. Or I've been trying to just like work on a token dinner. deck. Yeah, but. think about it. You got a couple other the peers out. You set off that negative ability twice, and you're good. I mean, how are you gonna lose? Hey, speaking of, forget Order of the Pure. How good is Eldrazi Monument in this upcoming standard? Yeah. What's the it more I think about it, the more just awesome it is. It's is it five six? cast. It's five casting cost artifact. Is, I don't remember if it's legendary or not. Yes. Yes. Okay. It makes sense if it is. It it reads creatures you control get plus one plus one flying and are indestructible. Hmm. But at the beginning of your upkeep, you got to sack a creature. Proven not to be that big of a deal, you when know. You have all these little artifacts. Yeah, you want to you want to drop it and be able to swing in for maybe. Is this set artifact heavy? Is that what it yeah. is? Yeah, Scars of Mirrodin coming up okay. as artifact heavy, but the Eldrazi Monument came out of Zendikar. Is that what Mirrodin is all artifact? Yeah, it's a Mirrodin, or it's an. It's artifact. a revisiting Mirrodin. The original it's an artifact uh, plane is what it would be. They're still colored cards. It's not like a strict. The artifact set that would yeah. be horrible. <laughs> I'd say a third of the set is uh, artifacts, so. though. A lot more than usual, for sure. And normally, it's probably an eighth. So, if less. In this deck that you had in your mind, were you thinking Elspeth? No, no. Actually, I'm not a fan of the new Elspeth. Not to say yeah. that it's not powerful; it just doesn't fit in the deck that I'm thinking at all. I really like the art, and honestly, that and the art I'm, is amazing. White is like my favorite color, and I, I just like the the character Elspeth, and I like the art. And I really like white, so I was like, I want to make a deck around Elspeth, whether it's playable or not playable, or I just, just think for it'd be you. fun. And, yeah, just so if Chandra and Elspeth came up to you and said, "You're gonna fuck one of us right now, but only one of us," which one would it be, Matt? Oh, Elspeth. Definitely. Really? Yeah. You wouldn't go for the the redhead? Only I would. I wouldn't. I would make sweet love to Elspeth. I wouldn't fuck her. So. <laughs> oh, well, face to face. There you go. But, well, let's go into what you wanted to talk about, man. Oh, uh, okay. Well, the what. Well, Right now, I'm really, like, stuck. We have states coming up here in two weeks. Uh, three weeks. About three weeks, right? Three weeks, yeah. October 9th, and right now it's the 20th. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, it's not very far off. So I'm just really beating myself up. I want to at least have an idea of what to play. Because it's going to be a standard tournament, but it's going to be a new standard. Uh, there's some obvious picks out there, like, you know, that there's going to be a badass Boros deck because of the landfall mechanic. is going to be even bigger without, you know, it's not going to 
have as many things to compete with. Control in a new format's not usually a problem, although we do have a pretty solid blue-white control list mm -hmm. that I think has only gotten better as time has gone on. But when formats change, that control deck doesn't always seem to be as good. Agreed. Maybe mean, a tap out blue white can a tap out blue white control type deck, kind of like what you just played against me tonight, Matt. Something like that is is what I think we'll see as far as blue white goes. So, but so what I really wanted to look at is uh, what the major pieces that we're going to be losing from standard. Looking at the decks we have now and the pieces we're losing from them. Sure. Uh, let's start with blue white control. Like the, those lists are very popular. Uh, the main thing I think that they're losing. The main thing is O-Ring. O-Ring, I think, is one of the biggest things we were losing in the current standard. What deck is not better with O-Ring, you know? Are you familiar with O-Ring, Tim? Do I no, explain not it? exactly. Two colors and a wide enchantment when it comes into play. Re remove target non-land permanent from the game. Uh, if it were O-Ring were to leave play, then they get that non-land permanent back. So what this is, is it's, every, it's most people's default answer to planeswalkers because it's it's one of the best things to get rid of planeswalkers and that's uh, and or just, or anything Monument. or Jazzy <laughs> anything it's it's your answer for anything it's you your know catch -all. it's your catch all so we're losing that and I haven't seen a good analog for it no and actually we we've, we've talked about this before with that and uh, Maelstrom Pulse those are the two most played planeswalker removal cards would you agree with that Matt um What's Maelstrom? Outside of creature destroy target online permanent oh straight up okay it's green and black and one colorless it, it destroys every it all other permanents with the same date. Wow. Yeah. So like I took out oh, yeah, several of that's wall of obits. <laughs> so it's it's just a good card with a bonus in yeah. case you had to pull it out and what knock about, out. Is three. there any other like the, the, the planeswalker removal that you can think of right Remo now? Like complete removal, I bounce. Yeah. That's yeah. that's bad. Can always return to the hands. Now now what we've so seen so far from both scars. Of the main planeswalker removal cards. There's two cards that are that really stick out from the Scar spoilers we've seen right now that are that aren't I'm, they're not analogs at all to O-Ring, but are answers for Planeswalkers. Uh, we're losing O-Ring, but we're getting uh, Confiscate. I don't remember what this new version is called. Does anybody? It starts with a V. Uh, I, don't I, don't, I don't remember. It's three colors and three blue uh, enchantment. Enchantment. Yes, it's a six casting cost enchantment. Uh, aura enchant permanent. Uh, you control Enchanted Permanent. It, but it also has... That, that's what Confiscate, right? But this has the little uh, trip on it where it says, if that permanent is tapped, you may untap it. So just a Comes little, little added bonus. Okay. So we have not seen Confiscate since we've seen Planeswalkers in Standard. So I'm kind of excited to see how that'll do. So there's no, there's been no card in play to steal somebody's Planeswalker? Or not a Planeswalker. Still, or... You know, just... There's not... There hasn't... Wow. <laughs> Well, we've had almost 20 cards spoiled in the last hour. <laughs> Matt's picking up his phone. <laughs> but that's that, That's not what... I don't want to really get into spoilers, but I, but I did want to talk about some cards coming up that might be usable. The other card that I've seen eh, spoiled so far... There it is. By, Volation? Volition Reigns. Volition Reigns. There you go. So that, that that's one that's uh, really been heavily on my mind. And another card is uh, Ratchet Bomb. Ratchet Bomb. This is when I started texting Matt about that it when I found cool. it. It didn't. It, it, it is, is it cool. red. No, it Damn is. It. It's an artifact. Do oh. you remember oh, yeah. Engineered Explosives, Tim? No, that was a big card when you were playing. Okay, can't remember. Okay, well, basically, this is a two colorless art artifact. You may tap it to put a charge counter on it, or you may tap it to sacrifice it and destroy all permanents that have the converted mana cost equal to many charge counters on it. Okay, so. Is it, 
What's uh, it cost to cast again? You said two. Two, two cats. So you get it out and you it's, just keep charging you it up a couple to times. the... Well, yeah, it goes in any deck. Yeah, it goes in any deck, and it can blow up planeswalkers at the wazoo. Now, standalone, I don't think this this card is this card is only okay by itself. But since we have things like Voltake Key and and the, uh, the the huge overlay overlay theme of proliferate in the set, I think Ratchet Bomb is going to be what a lot of people turn to. It being colorless. Now, is it a mythic or is it just a rare? It's just a rare. That's pretty good, but I still think it's going to get close to a twenty dollar. It, it very well might. It very no, well it, might. It will. Well, it, That's a pretty powerful card. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, it, people are comparing it to Smokestacks, which was a <clears throat> really broken card from the Urza Saga. Just Man, it but to, it costs four. Comparing it to Engineered Explosives is good. Yeah, Engineered Explosives... What's it cost to tap it to put a counter on it? Just oh. tap it. Put a charge counter on it. Yeah, and then you get the blow up of everything equal to that. So if you put three in the play, you had it like four, three, two, pl- just to ruin their uh-huh. deck. And Proliferate adds uh, another counter of a type... It's an ability that adds another counter type to all permanents of your choice. You don't have to do all permanents. Like if your opponent got some counters going on, you can just leave his crap alone. And whenever you proliferate, you just add a counter to anything you want of one that's already on there. So you tap up a one charge counter, proliferate a couple times, you know, the next turn, you could set it off. Or there's also Voltaic Key. Do you remember Voltaic Key, Tim? Uh-huh. It's an, it was an uncommon from Urza Saga originally, and it was uh, banned and restricted at one point. It's... It's still restricted in uh, vintage play, and I'm not sure if it's ban- is it banned in Legacy. I don't know. I think I'm 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 90% sure it's banned in Legacy. Uh, we got all the dual lands now. Neato, not pitchers. Dual lands, but we got the back. names at least. Uh, no, just the dual lands for this set. I'm just friendly colors as of right now. Yeah, I'm hoping to see enemy colored. We don't have any enemy colored dual lands right now. Uh, moving on. Those were the two cards that I really that really stuck out to me to be replacements for O Ring. Now the other big card that that Blue White is losing uh, with this rotation is Elspeth, but that's I don't think that's as big as a deal. It's, it's a huge card. Don't get me wrong. It's probably one of the best cards in that deck. But it there's we're, we already I got a, we got a new Elspeth. We got a new Vincer. There's there's going to be options there. None as this good as her. Cool. But I don't think that that will hurt the deck as much. I just don't think that the Blue White decks will be as oriented around Planeswalkers. I love that card. The new Massacre is freaking sweet. I have never, I have not played a Planeswalker in any blue white decks I've played. Really, part part of the reason is I can't afford. And that's why you don't win. <laughs> what did I? Did I just play you with blue white control? Spirit? I don't want to talk about that. Didn't, yeah. Okay. <laughs> that was well, Matt. What do you think about the spoilers? Any anything jump out to you? You want a, like a card like man? I I want that card. Um, that uh, the armor Agadum armor or something like that. Um, armor of Agadum. Yeah, th- I just thought about that. That looked kind of cool. Um, it costs six. It gives you Gentum armor. Yeah. Costs... Wow. Yes, and see that was another one that brought made me think of it. Yeah, Stoneforge Mystic. It costs six. Play it for two. Um, <laughs> throw it, use it a uh, use a um. Uh, this is Fauna Shaman to get your uh, core outfitter out. Play it for two white. Equip it for. There's that. many ways to get around this twelve casting Swing. cost here. Absolutely. What's it do? Six to cast. Six to equip. This is an evil target evil creature equipment. gets plus six plus six. Whenever that creature attacks, you get to destroy target permanent. No, not even just any attacking. Hits. Huh? Yeah, just tap yeah, them. You don't have to do, to do any it. damage. You don't have to do. Once you let's say I'm attacking with this, yeah. destroy that. Destroy that. that. What? Wow. Yeah. Genesis wave. Somebody is going to find Genesis a way around What color? It's green. Um, three green and X. Reveal the top X cards of your library. 
You may put any number of permanent cards with converted mana cost X or less from among them onto the battlefield. Well, they just made summoning yeah. trap a lot better. And then put all cards revealed this way that weren't. I don't want to talk about spoilers. Well, we're not really talking about spoilers as much as we're just talking about cards that would come out that we like. Yeah, okay. Right, you gotta, you know... I, I really I really like that, man. It seems like they've, they've tried this a couple out. of times. People have seen this. Different different versions, and Any this burn? one seems like it's going to hit. Burn. Well, I, I've been... I don't know. It's Good burn? Something about this set, I haven't really... Not too many cards get me that excited. I've been looking at it and thinking about decks other people are going to make in these cards and how to play against them as opposed to use them. That's probably the complete wrong way to go about yeah, thinking of it. I don't but... like that they're making uh, the mirror sub theme so that... Well, uh, the at mirror the same time, theme. I... Oh, uh, Jesus. We're going to see so many mirror decks. Mm-hmm. What's that mean? <clears throat> mirror is a type of creature and they have all these little cards that are built in to make help you make a mirror deck. Basically, yeah. it's like they did with vampires and Zendikar. Oh, they feed are... off of each other? Yeah. But, but, they didn't give, but they didn't give vampires an endless mana combo in the same set, just using two different Maybe, cards. But like what are the two cards? Uh, there's one that... There's a mirror that taps for two colorless uh, mana, and there's also... There's a couple other mirrors that tap for mana as well. And then there's a mirror that just taps to untap all mirrors. <laughs> oh, God. That mirror battle sphere is freaking nasty, too. It, it, yeah. <laughs> it, it, plenty of support cards to make this deck like, just redonkulous. I like it because it, it's going to be a, a very cheap and a very competitive deck that anybody can build and anybody can play. That's I, a good I, thing. But last time they the did that, we got charged. should be driven down. Right. <laughs> if, if you can't afford your Elspeth, if you can't afford the new Vincer, you, you can't afford your mirrors, and you can build a mirror deck, and you can go to FNM and possibly win with it. So you think this is going to be the first event pack, event pick deck? Um, I can see that. I can I, see, I see it too, yeah, totally. Uh, but I'm glad you brought a Vincer. Now, is anyone else... He does not look like who you're going to say. No, I wasn't even gonna go there. But well, Vincer totally looks like there. Robert Patterson. But that, that's not that's not the point here. That what I want to, what I'm noticing about Vincer the Sojourner, this guy is so much better in extended than he is in standard. He, he don't get me wrong, he's gonna be good in standard because he can remove himself from the game, set off Elspeth's ultimate, and then he comes right back and he's still got two planeswalkers, and they have nothing. I, I love that idea. So Vincer, he's gonna be good in standard, but this guy is gonna be freaking sick in new extended. Josh, tell us why. I don't... I you don't disagree. agree with me? No, I think he's too high cast and cost comes with, with too few loyalty counters to really make a difference. Well, you don't see him and Moldrifter just tearing shit up? Him and, like... How would you uh, do this? Set it up for us. Well, they're... they're okay. Uh, back in the Lorwyn block, there was, there was a deck based around creatures with comes into play abilities that okay. did amazing. It, well, it didn't do amazing, but it was always an extremely tough, strong deck. It was built around Rebel Arc. Now, Vincer basically embodies everything that you wanted to do with that deck in one card. So you can take that existing deck with uh, with the uh, Mole Drifters, the... Uh, uh, what else did they use? I don't even remember. Whether, Josh, you played they this deck. They used Vincer. They used, yeah, Vincer. Like the old one. What, um, Shaper Servant, right? Mm-hmm. Riftling Cloud Skate. Riftling Cloud Skate. Well, I'm talking about post-rotation extended. <laughs> where you can't use Vincer and Riftling Cloud Skate. different builds for Revlark. It's just whatever you want to do. You... You put a bunch of creatures with comes into play abilities that are just great. You throw Revlark in there and you got yourself a solid deck. You got Vincer in there and then suddenly you just you've got yourself a tier one deck. <sighs> okay, be, okay. Beyond that, beyond he's, that. he's one blue, one white, three colorless. He comes in with three loyalty counters plus two. You get to exile target permanent and then return it, return it at the end of the uh, end step at the end of your turn basically. Um, then negative one, he makes all your creatures unblockable this turn, which I think. 
is the redeeming quality of it. Because you're never going to get to this You're last never going to use that ability. Yeah, unless, yeah. unless you're just going to win right when you use it. That's exactly what you're going to yeah, do. Yeah, he's going to come huh. down and you win. That, on that's... turn five? Well, think what you're going to have. Well, like, I'm on thinking, turn five? I'll, I'll have a Sun Titan out, like, turn six, and, you know, use that. That's six damage. Or a Sphinx of Dwar Isle, that's five damage. Well, here's, here's the redeeming part, I think. Or the redeeming part is the unblockable thing, but the only way you can really okay get up to the negative eight, which is the uh, ultimate, which I'm really glad they brought back the ultimate idea. You're never gonna do that. You get to you get an emblem with whenever you cast a spell, exile target permanent. That essentially says you win the game. Yeah, you're never gonna do that. Why? Because every time you cast at okay, you're gonna cast this guy on turn five, maybe a little sooner, and um, so you're gonna untap and with five, maybe six, you can probably cast two or three spells a turn and just start exiling stuff. Which brings me to another card I wanted to bring up. N not from Scars of Mirrodin. Um, Abomination Angel. Abomination Angel? Abomination Angel. Thank you. I knew I was saying it wrong. Right? That's why I hesitated. Abomination Angel. How, what do you think about her post-rotation? I, I she, she's six for a six, six flying. There is cards like her being played all over the place. My friend Nathan plays a deck that's built around that, and she's just she's too fragile. To, she's too slow. To, yeah, too slow. She too comes fragile. out too late in the game. If she came out on turn four, you can start doing some damage. My, my favorite thing to do is he'll play that deck. He'll he'll put her out, landfall a few things. I'm like, cool. My creatures are gone. I can day of judgment get my creatures back, and everything's good. Well, yeah. that's where Vincer comes in. No. <laughs> No, because that you—that's the thing with Admonition Angel. Anytime she goes away, everybody gets all their stuff back. Anyway, um, yeah. How does Vincer not go with like Day of Judgment? Like ultimately, just amazing. Because it comes out on turn five and it's too weak. Turn five is the perfect turn you want to freaking. I, I like Day of I like Judgment Vincer with the blue white build. The, and you're the deck I'm currently playing, I think he fits in perfectly well with that the deck I'm playing. But like, oh, it, I attacked it like my Titan. I'm gonna re, I'm gonna exile him and then get the trigger again this turn. <laughs> I don't All know. Right, I, here's what I like. The idea of putting down a Sun Titan, getting the ability, bringing something back, um, next turn swing with it, get something back, and then using the exile target permanency, exile, after your attack, and he comes back at the end of turn, so you're getting to use it like twice in a turn. And and not just Sun Titan, like Inferno Titan's the one I'm in love with right now. That that would just win. You yeah, any of the Titans, I'm sorry. Like Inferno Titan next to Vincer, make him unblockable, come through with all your... Oh. Six because he fire breathes. Mm -hmm. Oh man! It's like having vigilance. It really is. I I don't know. Every time I look at Vincer, I I start thinking of extended decks, and that's not good because I need to think of a stupid standard deck. <laughs> I need to I need to be inspired somewhere here. Yeah, that uh, something that's not mirrors. Um, <laughs> it's just so easy. You look at through those mirrors and you're like, I got my deck. These are all common and uncommon. <laughs> uh, what other cards are we losing? Like. My, my, we're losing I my personal it. favorite card, which is Wall of Reverence. Wall of Reverence, yeah. I, I know it's not a big you do lose card Blackie? or whatever, but you're losing the whole gen deck. My personal favorite. Mm. A lot of people are happy about that. Remember when the first time you heard about the uh, the Mythic Conscription deck, mm -hmm. and you like, oh, Sovereigns of Lost Alara, what's that? And you discovered it, and you read it for the first time, and you saw how the deck worked, and what was the first thing you thought? Thank God this is rotating in like a month or two. <laughs> Because we're losing the Sovereigns of Lost Alar, which is just going to, like... I never did. I thought, man, that's a one-trick pony. That's a one-trick pony. It's a one-trick pony that's just, like, dominating standard right now. Mm -hmm. I wouldn't say dominating, but it's... it's. 
tough to beat. It's done really well. Did, uh, did, did anyone else watch uh, Grampy Baltimore? You're the only one that watches that. Okay, I'm the only one who watches GGS Live in this group. Uh, that deck was like, and it was almost eight, there's eight copies of it, I think, in the top 16. <laughs> so there you go. And it also won national, so that says something. What do you guys think about Infect? What do you think, Matt? It's, tell me what it does. It's really, do it, you remember Poison, first of all? No. Um, I don't know cards by name. No, no, not, not, it's not a card, it's an Sounds, ability. Oh. Anytime a creature with poison deals damage to you, you get a poison counter. If you get to ten poison counters, you lose the game. It's another way to win the game. Or... They, they featured it really hardcore, like back in the dark, and then in Legends. Huh? Not hardcore, there was like twelve creatures, I think, total. Uh, I guess it's good flavor, but it annoys me, honestly. I just kind of... Bidwood has a I chance to read Mark Rosewater's so article on the Mothership do? about the return of Poison and his quest for 12 years to return Poison to the Well, Infect is an ability, and it says whenever this creature attacks, if a creature blocks it, it gets negative one, negative one counters on it, just like Wither did. I don't know if you remember Wither. That yeah. sounds familiar. Um, but if it deals damage to a player, it gets uh, whatever the power is, Poison counter. So if it's like a 2-3, you get, two poison, get two poison counters. I do, or the person that got hit. The person, the person got, got, hit. got hit. And if they get him up to 10 poison, they lose the game? Yeah, it's, it's like another life total, if you will. It's one of them things that you're not going to think about that someone's going to use and kill you with. Uh, I think be like, God damn this it. set's going to make exactly. you think about it. Yeah, absolutely. This I'm, de- I'm this interested set. in playing with it. So I, I got a question. Um, this, the, the, the poison stuff. Poisonous. Other than the creatures actually dealing you damage, there's, you know, the poli- proliferate stuff mm-hmm. that will... I mean, won't that double your poison counters or whatever? No, double, but it'll add. I think uh, Leyline of Sanctity is going to be big. Definitely. So you use uh, that definitely. guy that says they're No, 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 because Sanctity says you can't be targeted. And this yeah, target. Proliferate. This proliferate. Proliferate does target. You target what you want to target. So it, that, that I'm trying would to work. find the keyword. That's madness, though. That's just, well, that's it's all cool. over the place. No, madness is when you discard a spell and you get to play that second cast. <laughs> pay, pay, pay for its madness cost. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, so yeah that's awesome I think the best I'm not going to say the only one because there's plenty plenty of cards with infects here that I think are usable but there's one that one that stands out to me uh, and it's the black guy <laughs> Kareem Abdul-Jabbar Roger Murdoch I believe is what we called him uh, no the uh, he has a really weird name he's a he's skin render is it? no he doesn't have not skin render he's, he's a 5-4-4-4 flying and he uh, he has pay one. He gets haste for one black. He's fly, he's five for a four for flying. In effect, flying effect. And he, he's he's like singer vampire. Three colors, two black for a four for fly. And he has for one black, you can give him haste. Okay. And for two black, he gets plus one. Plus, you're not on the spoiler page anymore. <laughs> <laughs> I was hoping you were going to him. Uh, yeah, he's the one who made. Every time I look at him, I'm like, "This is the guy that's going to make poison work." Because everything else is little and meaningless and easily to get rid of. That you like, sure, might get in for you, and unlimited is going to be a pain in the ass. But the only one that I see like real constructed, uh, you choose any number of permanents and or players with counters on them. Wow, that does, the way I worded it, it doesn't sound like you're targeting. Mm-hmm. So let us know what you think. Does Pilflight target? I, I don't know. That's one for maybe we have to ask Sean Cantonese. You'll have to ask him. I'll have to ask him. I'm fine with that. Uh, click on the spoiler and go to the black guy. 
Where are you, black guy? Named Token. <laughs> no, he has a really... His name is Toby. He has a weird name, but I remember I did learn how to pray. This guy, Skithrix. Skithrix the Blight Dragon. Two black, three colorless. He regenerates. He's a black regenerator. For two black, you can regenerate him. He, he is mythic rare, but that guy Artifact is just creature? sick. No, he's black. He's a legendary so he dragon. Play, if he hits you, how many poison counters do you get? You get four. So you mess around and let the little dudes ding you, and this guy comes into play. It just finishes and he didn't the game. see it, and he's like, uh-oh. It, well, here's something that needs to be brought up. Um, anything within effect doesn't actually deal damage to you, so if this guy attacks and hits you for four, you don't lose four life. You, you just get four. get four poison counters. Yeah. So it doesn't mess with both life. I did life. not know that. Yeah, it doesn't mess with both life totals. It's one of them annoying things, though, if you don't pay attention. You're like, oh, I'm at 18 life. I'm. He's like, yeah, but I got you down for... Seven poison counters, so here, take that. So, uh, that's kind of I didn't really get to go very far. Yeah, I see where we're at. Uh, we're at it's one o'clock in the morning, boys. Did you know that? Uh, there's not, there's a few more cards I wanted to mention. Basically, we we don't have to deal with the sovereigns build anymore, but there's still going to be a hell of a bant build out there. Thank you, Vengevine. I, I think Vengevine, even though we're losing Bloodbraid Elf, I think Vengevine is going to go up and uh, playability. I think he's going to be even better post rotation. Uh, be, because there's he just supports so many decks right now. You got next level Bant, you got Bant Vine, you got Dredge Vine. Dredge Vine, it doesn't even play green mana, but you're still basing a deck around Venge Vine and you're using blue and black. It's great. So, like, wh which Dredge Vine is a deck that loses almost nothing with this rotation. And actually, it looks like it's going to be gaining some things. Like, with cast an artifact spell, you get to draw a card and discard a card. Yeah, that's amazing. Um, for that deck and <laughs> for limited, uh, so that 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 that's mostly what I wanted to say. Thank God, sovereigns is gone, and maybe, maybe I should look to ban. What do you guys think? There's like like from what I from the deck I just saw Matt play, and I know that Matt built that with post rotation in mind. Yes. So everything that I just saw you use was post rotation standard legal, and that's that that's really all that I've got right now. The only thing that's inspired me, I might be looking at some sort of next level bant bind. There is rumors that there might be one more ability we haven't seen. And the uh, scars. Well, we've seen uh, that they brought back Edprint, but we've barely seen any cards with it. Right, but there might be one more. Which, did you see that? Uh, not Proteus staffed it. Uh, did you see that one card? Uh, that where you could put like a copy of you would print a card and you could pay X and it would print it. There was a card that came out like that in Mirrodin as well. I don't remember, but I remember we really liked it. Uh,. Uh, one of the uses for it is you imprinted a creature onto it, and then you can pay that creature's casting cost and put a copy of it out. Now we got another card that does virtually the same thing. And so what I'm going to do, I'm going to go get all my war elephants and just make the most sickest artifact banding deck ever. But next time we'll talk about banding. All music for Raiders of the Fairy's Puzzle Box is provided by Hearts for Hire. You can the find them on Facebook, Hearts for Hire. There's something in this moment, the clouds block the gorgeous as we talk, you'll carry me away, we'll disappear until the end of the day.
We won't. 